Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. There once was a man named Gold Roger who was king of the pirates. He had fame, power, and wealth beyond your wildest dreams. Before they hung him from the gallows, these were the final words he said. Our perspective is yours for the taking, but you'll have to join us first. We left everything we debated at the Yonko table. Ever since, pirates from all over the world set sail for the Grand Line, searching for the Yonko table, the table that will make their dreams come true. Yo! Yeah, yo, yeah, yo. Welcome back everyone to the yonko table you know funny enough here we are on today's episode and here we are saying yeah yo yeah yo yonko table and it all makes sense now because here today we are giving you our one piece round table discussion yes everyone you've heard it we are finally tackling the creme de la creme our namesake our nomenclature that is one piece one piece has inspired the podcast that is the yonko table and here we are finally deep diving one piece and we're just gonna go ahead and talk about what makes this manga anime series just so great and so groundbreaking and of course we have a panel of supernovas and yonko alike here to discuss why this pinnacle of anime manga is forever going and everlasting and just game changing through and through with me as always is dr jace attorney and again i'm grandmaster hoop and it seems the the helm has been given to me so you could call me uh you know fishman i'm just kidding now we ain't doing that <laughs> but dr jace attorney my fellow yonko how are you doing today i am fantastic grandmaster i'm I'm excited, man. Our our entire podcast, it, our nomenclature is based off of this series. So that that goes a long way in saying how much we adore it. You know, the the story of Luffy and his pirate gang with the straw hats. And I mean, we're, we're going to get into it, but I'm I'm mega excited to talk about everything about this show and manga and how it pretty much shaped our perspective on how we watch certain animes and even different forms of media. So I'm hyped. I'm hyped. The Uncle Table's hype. I'm hungry. Um, <laughs> rightfully so. There's a lot to eat up with One Piece. Like our main man, Luffy, there is plenty to eat. We are here for the meat. So happy to have you here, Dr. Jason Turney. But let's go around and let's go ahead and introduce our fellow supernova that are here today. First up, we have Toasty. Toasty, what brings you today to the table? What uh, is One Piece up there with your favorite uh, anime viewings? What's going on, Toasty? Oh, yeah, it's the same reason this first guy was created, honestly. Uh, One Piece is just amazing. Uh, I'm always talking about it with Dr. Jace and how the author, in my opinion, is a genius. He's up there in ter- term of lore creating and lore 
of making of a story, I guess. And that's why I'm here. It's just an amazing story. You won't see stories like that in Dragon Ball Z, Naruto, or any of the older show like Bleach. But One Piece, for some reason, the author just knows how to create a good story. And it's fun. I'm always laughing when I'm reading it or watching it. So that's why I'm here. Hands down, I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, hey, 20 years this manga has been going on. I'm sorry, the anime has been going on for 20 years and the manga even longer. So the story keeps giving and it never lets up. And I, I think we can all appreciate that, that it's still going strong to this day. Next up, we have another supernova joining us today. We have Tevin the Fifth. Tevin the Fifth, man, we haven't heard from you in a while. How you been doing, Tevin the Fifth? What brings you here to the table today? I missed you, fellas. Hope everybody's doing well. Um, I got busy with schools. So I've been mixing in action, but um, I'm happy to be back. Um, I love One Piece. Um, one of my favorite anime adventures of all time was when I gave up like a month of my life and caught up with One Piece. So I, for about like, I say about three weeks, that's all I did was watch One Piece. Granted, I skipped up the Alabaster, but Alabaster all the way down, uh, a, a good month of my time. So yeah, I love One Piece and I'm happy to talk about it with you guys. Awesome, glad to have you here. Again, we all love One Piece. That's why we are all here today. Up next, we have Dr. Mondo hailing from Chicago now. Dr. Mondo, how are you doing today? Doing great, a little bit MIA with moving and starting to work, but I'm hungry just to talk about One Piece. I jumped in pretty late on the One Piece train at the end of college, but I binged watch it through and still read the manga every week or every two weeks it comes on. Amazing story, amazing world, and just full of mystery as well as lots of laughs. So hungry to talk about this. All right. Glad to have you here, Dr. Mondo. Glad you could find some time. And last but not least, we have our final supernova of the evening. We have Kame Chris. And Kame Chris, we were definitely, uh, you know, we were trying to pull you to come on today. You wanted to give some excuses, but we know no, we had not. to have you on today. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just haven't been feeling well for the past few days. So I was trying to take a nap, but yeah you y'all you called me so i was like i guess i'll come do this but um yeah uh, as far as like one piece goes that uh, i mean i like everybody else i binge watched that for like a whole summer all the way up until um i think i caught up around uh th uh thriller bark uh that during that arc yeah i caught up around there and then i just been watching since but um yeah as far as just like you know why i'm like super interested it's it just, I don't know, like anytime something makes you cry too many times, you're like, okay, like this is, this is too deep. <laughs> like, <laughs> like I'm, I'm in way too deep with this anime. Like there's no way I should be crying this much. It was so confusing too, but I mean, even to like, even till now, like with what's current still like gets me a little bit emotional. I'm like, oh my God, like this is just too much <laughs> all the time. And that's okay. That's okay. I mean, I think that's a lore that keeps us coming back is the emotions that this series makes us feel. And oh my goodness, we can go on for days. Now, I'm sure we're actually going to talk about it too. Uh, but hey, happy to have you here, Comic Chris. Um, you know what? I think that's everybody. So, you know, without further ado, gentlemen, let's without go. Without further ado, what are you doing? 
What, what are you doing? Were what? you really about to have your One Piece episode without your favorite admiral, Hooperlino? Oh, gosh. This guy again. What do you know, <laughs> Dr. Chase? Every time I host. Every what time. It, it's almost as if there's some relation between you two characters. Absolutely not. Absolutely not. I don't there was... see... I don't see a resemblance. No, no, no. Um, I've only have uh, a relation with one brother, and I lost him a long time ago. Um, I miss I him too, every day. I too lost my brother a long time ago, so no one could ever replace him. But that's fine. Hooperlino is here, everybody. Hooperlino, the admiral. Of course, the admiral is here on the One Piece episode. I was not going to miss out on this, so I am here. And I'm ready also to eat at this Yonko table, which one day will be the Admiral table. Oh, sure enough. Oh. <laughs> sure enough. Sure, sure. I mean, I mean, you could dream big. That's what One Piece is about. Big That's dream. right. Big, big dreams. Dream. Yeah. And chase them without end. There you go. And not everybody gets their dream in One Piece, I think. <laughs> I think sometimes the dreams are inherited by other characters. So maybe, uh, Hooperlino, your dream... I don't think you're going to necessarily see this uh, podcast turn into, you know, like the Admiral table, but maybe, you know, we can defeat you and your dream will be inherited by another up and coming Admiral or so. Well, I'm sure I'm sure we'll get into this more, but the way One Piece is heading right now, it looks like the Yonkos are about to have a huge setback in the story while the Admirals are sitting pretty nicely. Ooh, I mean, real quick, everybody's <laughs> caught up, show of hands. Everybody's caught up as far as Japanese chapter releases go. All right, I see. Uh-oh. <laughs> uh -oh. I don't mind spoilers. I don't mind spoilers. <laughs> I'm like 900 <laughs> chapters behind, so I'm going to We won't do crazy them. spoilers. We won't do anything no, like wild. Well, time yeah. out. He just said 900 chapters. No, it's because I'm rereading it because I forgot part of the story. Oh, okay. Yeah. Okay. So, like, I got halfway there, and then I stopped reading for, like, two years. Now I have to go back because you know how One Piece is. They're going to introduce a character in Chapter 50, and that's going to be the main character in Chapter 1500. So, got to know my story. <laughs> it, it's true. It's true. Yeah. He does that. Yes. And, honestly, that's a credit to the writing. That's really good writing that you know, he never thought this character would come back and have any kind of significance. But that's some that's part of the beauty. That is one piece. That is the beauty. So, gentlemen, without further ado, let's go ahead and just like let's let's crack open this can of worms that is the gloriousness that is one piece. So uh for our listeners who do not know, One Piece is a long time manga anime series that follows the exploits of a young boy named Monkey D. Luffy and his dream to be king of the pirates and in his quest to become king he assembles a crew and they take on various baddies across the sea and all the while it's just man the theme of dreams everybody has a dream and everybody wants to see their dream come to fruition and it's just a beautiful story and for 20 plus odd years or so i think it's about 25 years this whole thing has been going on it's still going strong. It is actually, I want to say it's the number one as far as popularity goes. And correct me if I'm wrong. The number one popular manga anime series in Japan. I mean, 
One Piece is everywhere. One Piece is a world phenomenon. And especially in Japan, you can find One Piece literally everywhere as far as restaurants, stores, cafes, cafes, man. Like, can you imagine if we had like a Timmy Turner cafe over here? Um, you know, ew, yeah, ew. And we don't have it. We don't have it. Thank God we don't. <laughs> right. What's what we don't put the value into right. such things. Right. You know, they rather put value elsewhere. But one piece is, you know, universally recognized as just this superior type of anime, despite its length. But stateside talking about, you know, US and the Western, I'm sorry. Yeah, the Western hemisphere. One Piece really didn't come over here as far as big time until about early 2000s. And the first question I like to go ahead and pose to the tables, how did y'all get introduced to One Piece? I mean, One Piece was kicking for about uh, seven or so years before it reached over here in the US. How did everyone go ahead and get introduced to this epic world that is One Piece? And I'm throwing that on the table right now. I would say I got introduced um, through the manga and it was uh, in the Walmart magazine section back way back in the day, they used to have like an American version of Shonen Jump uh, where instead of it being weekly, it was a monthly issue. And I remember opening up that big ass manga. It was like 400 pages worth of like good different size. it was, it was good a good size. size yeah and it's it, i mean it was a bunch of chapters from different stories obviously i wasn't opening it up to read one piece because i didn't know it existed at the time i saw dbz in there and i'm like oh dbz i like dbz so i got it and all i read was dbz from that uh manga and then i put it to the side i, I didn't look at anything again but then i started to get really bored and I started to wonder, hey, what about some of those other stories that were in there that I didn't give the time of day? So I started looking again and I noticed, you know, Yu-Gi-Oh! I'm like, okay, I like Yu-Gi-Oh! Yu-Gi-Oh!'s fine. And mind you, with the manga, I mean, I've never read manga before up until this point. So I was reading this from left to right, not understanding anything. Of a poser. You're a poser. Nothing. I mean, I, I refuse to believe. There's not a single person in here that had that same struggle that when reading manga for the very first time, for the very first time, come on, come right, on. Maybe, not maybe me. The, the lies. I know that's a lie. Not me. <laughs> that's a I, didn't lie. Know, I didn't know which direction to read in. Like, I didn't know Thank like, you. why it went that way. And I was so confused. Thank you, <laughs> Kame, Chris. It, it took a while to, to click. It took me like a solid 30 minutes. From what I remember, are you sure? I, from what I remember, yes. But eventually, I got it down. And I'm like, okay, this is some weird ass thing where you read it from right to left. Hey, it's it's from Japan. I'll I'll, I'll take it. Whatever. So eventually, I I saw One Piece, and I think at the time of the story that it was in, they were in the Barate arc. So that was where they, you know, met Sanji, the cook, for the first time. And, oh boy, I mean, I, I really just started reading the chapter. And the one thing that drew me into it immediately was, um, it's going to be kind of shallow, but the blood. You know, I I wasn't used to seeing, I guess, that level of violence in other, like, manga stories. Like, even in DBZ, you know, you would get, like, 
someone dripping blood off the side of their mouth and that's it or someone's arm getting blown off but like <laughs> it's perfectly fine they're not spewing blood everywhere but in here i mean the first chapter i read is zoro getting like cut in half <laughs> by hawkeye and i'm like wow this is crazy <laughs> i want to read this some more so i would say that was how i got introduced it was through the manga i saw that blood and i'm like yo this is this is something i i gotta read this this is a keeper and that's you know honestly that's fair is this the storytelling is very real oh god let me not say realistic however yes you didn't see blood in Yu-Gi-Oh per se uh right it was the see... shadow realm it wasn't yes. death yes yes um maybe in the original Yu-Gi-Oh you saw some blood but one piece is right. very much very much about the violence not necessarily the violence because there's always passion and there was weight behind. there was yeah, weight there was to like what was going on yes and I think I I know exactly what you're talking about it was either when Gin was bleeding or uh Luffy was bleeding from his fist from hitting the darts uh that yes. Don Krieg was shooting at. yes 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 so I I understand uh now I like to go ahead you know that's a manga is anybody else first foray with One Piece manga base or did anybody hop in through the anime? Because the anime is an interesting topic if you first discovered One Piece through anime. Because we cannot talk about One Piece anime without mentioning the four kids dub. And I would <laughs> like to say the four kids dub was a lot of people's introduction. I see a lot of heads nodding. So anyone could go ahead and take it. Was the four kids dub your intro to One Piece? Um, I guess I can go, yeah, 100% four kids. Uh, for me, I still remember the year. It was summer 2005. Um, I had just moved to the state, so I didn't understand a thing they were saying in TV. But that should just click with me. It was just amazing. The character, the world, the pirate stuff. It was just amazing. So I always like pirates and stuff like that. I'm like science fiction. So for me, the four kids dub plus the opening, the music, <laughs> the uh, God saying, the best <laughs> intro, oh, the man. best to one. This day, to this day, I don't know the lyric because I never learned them, but <laughs> I just know the beat. But that was the four kid dubs. That thing was, it was amazing, and that's what got me more into anime because I used to watch like you know Pokemon, Yu-Gi-Oh, Digimon, all of those classic shows that Your we all staples. watch. Yeah, Dragon Ball Z. Even Dragon Ball Z, I used to watch. But One Piece was like the first really weird one where it was a completely different type of stuff. It wasn't just straight up Dragon Ball Z, two men beating each other up. It wasn't Pokemon, which were practically pets. Digimon was the same thing. One Piece was more lore-wise. They had actually a good story to it, which is something I personally believe that shows like Naruto, Dragon Ball Z, they all miss. One Piece has a really good story. And that's what got me into it. Man, here it is about 16 years later, and we still talk about One Piece. So pretty goddamn amazing. I, I will say this. I know Dr. Jace definitely knows that theme song by heart. And I think even oh, Tevin the Fifth. Word by word. It, uh, word by word. My brother, way back when, I think he was a fan of it. Uh, fun fact, um, Dr. Jace and I actually reached out to the guy who rapped the intro on Twitter. <laughs> <laughs> uh we're waiting for him to respond we we're uh, still waiting <laughs> yeah we uh asked him to come on to the podcast <laughs> uh waiting for him to talk but uh so you know with the four kids though it 
it, I think it was a lot of our intros uh, to One Piece, and that's fine because you, you just got to get it over. And honestly, when we talk about the theme song, that is one big thing. And we talked about that in our anime uh, podcast as a whole. Sometimes they had to bring us over and get us over and hooked with the theme song. And the One Piece theme song was pretty dynamic. Uh, that freaking rap. You didn't hear many raps. Beautiful. And themes. I, I don't know about beautiful. At the oh. time, oh. at the time, it was uh, Polaric for sure, you know. Here's how we go with the story. We find out about the treasure in the grand line. Come no on, doubt. man. Those rhymes. Come on. Eminem would be sweating. <laughs> He'd be sweating. There we go. Music of the year. I don't, I don't 100%. know. 100%. I don't know about music of the year. But, you know, funny enough, since we're here talking about our intro, we have to understand because Dr. JC talked about the blood that she saw in the manga. Right. Right. And let's keep let's keep on the topic of the four kids dub. The four kids was a dub. And not only was it a dub, it was a dub that was dumbed down to fit kind of the Y7 audience. Censored. So, censored. censored. Hella censored. No blood. And um, amongst another amount of things that were dubbed down. And let me go ahead. Tevin the fifth. What did you notice during that four kids dub that you were just like, compared to where you are with One Piece now, what do you now realize was really dubbed down? for that censorship. See, you know what's so funny? Like, I, I was introduced to One Piece the same way, but like, I hated it back then. It's really funny. Um, in my Damn. mind, I, no, I did. I was like, in my mind. <laughs> same here, same here. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> I was like, this is like one step up above like, bo 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 bo. Oh my God, what a comparison is that? That was another good one. That <laughs> comparison. Oh lord. It's funny because that's how that's how you know the, the um the theme song was really catchy because somehow like I didn't watch it, but I watched it. If that makes sense. Like I did not yeah. watch it. Like I don't know if it was just on TV in some kind of way. And I'm gonna just like back, but I don't know. And that's why I if said, it was on, you know, you just left it on. You might not have yeah. been paying attention. You just like, oh yeah. okay, it's on. I'm not gonna yeah. change the channel. Um, so it wasn't actually until I got respect of anime. I said, you can't be a lover of anime and like not watch One Piece. Like it's like you're 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 22 now. Then back then you were like 13. So it's like okay, just so it took me to get respect for it first to go back and then watch it. Uh, but I, like I said, I'm, I'm an Alabasta hater. I couldn't. I, I started at the end of Alabasta because I kind of from 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 the TV from watching it on TV. I kind of knew. You know what happened beforehand a little bit here and there but like every time i tried to start i said okay i'm gonna start at the beginning of alabaster I'm gonna start alabaster i just couldn't get through it so i was going to the end this time and then i got all the way through but uh my, my favorite thing is just to watch the the animation get better really that's like my you know just to see the the, the progress of you know, character development and you know the, um, animation but yeah so that's all i'm saying my first time with one piece i wasn't a fan i had to grow to be a fan um later on same thing here. Same yeah, thing go, here. Go ahead, like Dr. I draw. So yeah, like I started One Piece like when with a four kids dub. I basically I think dropped it in the in Chopper's arc. I just couldn't pull like push through as a kid with that. And I was like, okay, I left it until college. And then it's there like without the four kids dub and actually maybe and like the subs or a better dub and now more mature that you can 
actually like interpret and understand everything that's going on so much better. <laughs> and it's actually like, I fell in love with it. Like, <laughs> I, like, I think I binge watched almost all of One Piece in about a month. And I was doing nothing with my life as well. Just binging One Piece for a month. And I was like, why did I leave this at the beginning? This is so fucking good. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone I, comes I, to that realization. At I do point. admit there's some arcs that like, they were kind of a chore to, pu to push through. Like Chopper's arc, when I, when I got there the second time, it was a chore to push through a little bit for some parts. But overall, <laughs> yeah, like, yeah. <laughs> Same same thing that with uh, that Tevin the Fifth said. But you realize you, you that the best be arc was the Foxy Pirate arc at some point. Oh my gosh! Well, four oh! kids didn't even make it to Foxy Pirates. <laughs> oh okay 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 fine. Yeah right, yeah right. yeah yeah. No and there, and and there are some arcs that just four kids kind of like took it like threw in the trash with regards to actually being they're great arcs and they just threw it in the trash. Like, because the dub sucks. <laughs> uh, Hooper Lino, I see you itching over there. Uh, I know I shouldn't be giving you the, the reins. To I'll just take it then. Yeah, okay. I'll just take it. Um, in four kids' defense, like, I think I said this in the anime episode, you know, they're coming off of bringing Pokemon and making yeah. it a phenomenon. You know what I mean? They, like, just crushed the delivery of Pokemon to everyone. Um, and there really was no precedent for like what One Piece was trying to do. Like this idea of like serial television and like slowly building out this world. Like, I mean, the kids who were watching it didn't know what One Piece was like. And I think that's why when everybody, everybody kind of talks about like those early arcs, it's like, it's either a struggle. I didn't get it. I enjoyed it so much more later on because it is, it is a tough thing to bring over. Like Dr. Jace attorney, you were talking about like, the action and the blood, like we didn't have that. You know what I mean? That wasn't on Adult Swim. You know what I mean? Like, and the thing is, the reason why I think we have like this retrospect kind of like look back at four kids and said they did a bad job is because Naruto did exactly what One Piece should have done. And it came right after that. It was super successful. It brought the action, it brought the violence. It said, like, let there be blood. And it was a huge success. But like, Prior to Naruto, there was nothing like TVY7 or like One on Piece your was a learning curve. Cartoons. Absolutely. One Piece, yeah, One Piece was a learning curve. Right. Like they were trying to they were trying to apply the same formula for Pokemon, which isn't as I would say serious in many in many ways. It's not as bloody. It's not as yeah mature. They try to apply it to uh, to One Piece and try to make it a, like a little a, like a kids show, and it failed. I would say it failed. I and think then, that's, a, that's a great point. Uh, and they like they like they figured it out. And then Naruto came and like, okay, let's just correct all the mistakes we did here and not make it here with Naruto. Right. And that's why, like Naruto, just was was a was a bang from the very beginning. Naruto became what One Piece should have became. And correct me if I'm wrong, Grandmaster Hoop. Like Naruto's not as big as one piece in japan like one um, piece is still reigns king over there one piece yes. reigns king yes 100 reigns king yes the fandom is huge 
I know I I, I know Naruto is probably like still like top ten. Yeah, for sure. It still carries weight. It's Naruto. It, you know, even with you know Boruto going on, it is still Ooh. carrying the fan of the Leaf Village. But um, One Piece somehow re reigns supreme. But you know, funny enough, I believe four kids. Yeah, four. I'm I'm looking at it now. Four kids went under. They went bankrupt. They had to file for bankruptcy, yep. and uh, one time that they filed for bankruptcy was right at the tail end of the Alabasta. And I don't know if y'all remember, they never actually finished the Alabasta yep. on air. They they finished oh, wow. the, they finished dubbing the episodes, but they never aired them. So it wasn't until oh man, I can't even tell you. One uh, One Piece started airing on Toonami, and they yep. kind of picked up. Uh, They'd even pick up with the end of Alabasta. They did Skypea. They, they just went straight into Skypea. They went straight and into so, it. And so, you know, I want to go ahead and ask Comic Chris. Comic Chris, what was the solidifying thing that had you coming back to One Piece? Why did you want to come back to One Piece? Because the gap between four kids closing and Funimation taking over was, uh, I, I don't remember the amount of years, but it was a good amount of years. What brought you back or what kept you invested in one piece was it characters was it an arc what kept you invested well it was for me i didn't really like i saw it on four kids but i didn't like understand what any of it was like i didn't care about one piece so for me it really started i would say i was looking through a uh, french shonen jump magazine and it was i wasn't there for one piece but i was just flipping through and then one piece was there so then I'm like, okay, well, maybe I'll check this out. And that was when you could go, man, I forget like the anime websites you could go on and watch oh, like boy. all of, <laughs> oh my God, it like just started. And I, oh, I looked up One Piece and I saw, it wasn't a lot at the time, but I got all the way, like I caught all the way up to Thriller Bark and I was like, all right, I'm, I'm okay. Like this was quite a lot. And then I skipped and then high school, I started up again and then it was like, by that time, it like at the end of high school, it was already up until I want to say like past Marine Board at the time. So it was like I caught back up there, and I was like, "Oh, this was great! Like this, like why did I ever like just get tired of watching? It? I should just like kept watching it every week." But I did. I, I only like knew about the website, but I didn't know they updated it. You know, I just was like, "Oh, they have like everything here." So you just like watch it continuously. But um, for me, what made me really kept coming back was when I was just like, okay, this is just like too emotional for me. Like, I, this is too good. And then and then it was like the development of like um, the characters, like each character, not like just being kind of tossed to the side, like every single one, like getting stronger. But sometimes it's not explained, but you know, it, at the same time it was like, okay, this is, I feel like it's like a whole family, like that you're like feeling it at every moment. So you're like, Man, I really like it's just every time you come back to it, it's just really refreshing because you know, you watch Naruto and like you get like the three main, but then you really all like all you were really watching was for like Naruto and Sasuke at the time. And then you know, you got Dragon Ball Z, Goku, maybe Vegeta, you know, but like One Piece, you know, I would say you actually everyone like, gets oh, their moment, yeah, all lives like, matter. Yeah, 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 <laughs> yeah, especially now, especially now, I would say dynamics definitely change. But um, yeah, it definitely always had a like just a continuation of that um, very much um, 
like yeah like family vibe that it always keeps on through even when you're like oh we see luffy for like 30 episodes but we don't see anyone else and then they come back together it's like oh what happened like 30 it's episodes a big later, it's a big like, moment who, like who got stronger like what's going on so it's like you all and there's always so much to the story that you're like anticipating the next thing like it, even when one thing finishes you're like okay but we still got the world government that is like extremely, extremely terrifying, you know. They like just, to throw in those little seedlings of yeah. like the bigger and picture uh, going yeah, on. And you're like, and you're like, so what's going on? So what's gonna happen now? And then you start finding out, you know, who's like who really, and you're like, okay, yeah, this has got me absorbed in onto an addictive matter that I'm probably gonna finish all the way out, which I did, and binge watch it all the way past uh Marie Ford and then just keep on reading and watching. Oh, and, after, and for me in particular, I watch the anime. Um, and then after I watch the anime, I get really impatient. So then I started reading the manga. And then that's what like made me really stick with the manga for like ever. Like and the think, manga's I, way better. I think that happens to literally almost everybody who's a manga reader. I don't think there's a single, I don't really know of any manga readers who started with the manga. They always start with the anime, then catch up. And they're like, yeah. okay, I don't want to wait anymore. But right. I think, you know, the great thing about One Piece, and as we talk about it, uh, you know, the four kids, we were all relatively young, uh, so to speak, that we were noticing the maturity of the story. The story was very mature. They couldn't censor of, that. They couldn't censor that. They could not. They're, absolutely. They could not censor the maturity, the emotions, and just the, you know, the ever interplaying of uh, roles of the characters that you know they were mixing and matching all these things and building this world so four kids they pretty much uh they cover pretty much the whole east blue saga right uh they tackle buggy the clown kuro don krieg on long park and uh rogue town right and I, I i i have to ask there's gotta be a moment in that whole saga that either y'all watched or read where you were like this is it this is my show. Like, I'm a Arlong Park. Arlong, Arlong Park. All right, so you breaking uh, that. The, that's break the. Look at my background. Yeah, I, a hundred percent. I agree. Arlong Park for sure. Ar that's so two Ar two Arlong Park. Yeah, Arlong, two Arlong yeah. Park. That Just that's the. Period. Yeah, that yeah. was crazy. That's the yeah. moment. Like, whatever I recommend to like friends or family, you know, to get into One Piece, I always tell them give it up until Arlong Park. If you do not like Arlong Park, just drop it from there. That 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 is a big commitment because that's like seventy to eighty chapters or so getting in. But things. I tell really people water seven. Get to water seven. That's that cool. takes water a seven. while. Water seven is You're going like forty volumes in. If you get to water seven and you still don't like it, like you finish water seven, then all right, it might not be for you. So, right? you, so you're I'm not saying say, Arlong why Park would did someone it for you? reach water seven if they hate? <laughs> if they hate, <laughs> you're gonna read. <laughs> you're gonna read. Alabasta hate it. What? Uh, Arlong Park hate it. It's like, what have you been doing with your life? <laughs> Wait, I mean, so nobody's gonna say Skypea? It was the best you, you can shut yeah, up. Wait, Skypea hold on. Shut hold up. up. Y'all going oh, past East Blue. Talking about that Arlong Park walk, the walk to Arlong Park, where, was, you man. know, Nami's yeah. like, Nami's <laughs> like, please help me. Help me, Luffy. And then Luffy said, <laughs> you got it. 
Cliche. Solidified. Cliche. Solidified <laughs> fandom. No, no, he's trolling. That was, he's trolling. That, was, that <laughs> moment is so good. That moment <laughs> is so good. It was one piece peak of Skypea, obviously. <laughs> but people can enjoy Arlem Park and fall off in Alabasta. You know what I mean? They just like you have to keep going. He has right. a point. Keep going. He has a point. I, I guess what he meant was like, you know, if you got to Arlong Park, like, did you like it at that point? Did you say, wow, One Piece is really good? And then from there, it's like any man's game. Like, oh, well, you might not like Alabasta right after, but. Yeah, yeah. Here's the thing that four kids was four kids is like started behind the eight ball is that like, you can't really appreciate Alabasta until you've gone a lot further. You have no idea like, like, you know, Skypea, I think is, you know, a little polarizing, but like Skypea is, is very long and a commitment, but, enjoyable. You, can, enjoyable but you can enjoy it <laughs> if you keep going past it. And there's like a lot of that with One Piece. And I think it finally clicks what kind of like what One Piece is in Water 7. I think that's when it finally like settles in, like, cause you don't, it's hard to explain like what Alabasta is. Once you get to Alabasta and you're like, oh, sh uh oh, oh, you, you cut off, you cut off Hooperlino. Yeah, go back in the 10 seconds. Just start with your Sam again about Alabasta Water 7. Oh, we might have lost him. Did we lose him? Maybe. Oh, we lost the Admiral. We lost I'm Admiral. still here. Good. I'm oh, sorry. no. My, uh, my connection's a little shaky right now. I might have to connect to something else, but just to wrap up what I was saying, um, One Piece is like teaching you kind of how to enjoy it along the way. And I do think it takes a while to get there to where you kind of like completely see what Oda is doing. Fair enough. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I I didn't think I didn't think um I think the only time One Piece really felt like it was dragging was during the chopper like yeah, why you throwing Chopper under yeah. the bus? Chopper's great. Like, thank you, Colin like, Chris. I, like, I'm just, Chopper's like, great. I'm just saying everyone seems to have had like a really struggled time, but I didn't struggle that much. It was pretty fluid as far as like, you know, you get Nami and then you get rescue Zoro, you get rescue Hanji. It's like, it just kept going and it was just really like the pace was picking up. It didn't feel dragged out, but, and it didn't feel like the fights were like, I don't know, like, didn't live up to anything. I felt like it was pretty cohesive, you know. I didn't think any art. All right, was, like, so when the four terrible. kids, come on. All right, when four kids was bringing it over, it starts yeah, I like this. Again, I didn't watch four kids. I didn't watch. Four True. Kids. <laughs> True. And I think like I think as you get older and you experience more things, it's like more digestible. But like back then, it went like, all right, yo, here's two episodes of Buggy. Here's four episodes of Captain Kuro, here's six with Creek, here's 10 with Arlong, here's five with um, like Rogue Town, and then here's 50 with Crocodile Saga. And it just was, it became like, just blue kids minds. Like we weren't ready for that, you know what I mean? And I think they spent <laughs> like 20 in the desert in uh, Alabasta. It was, Don't they dragged wrong. it, they dragged when it. We, when I go back now, love it. I'm like, yo, this all makes sense. You know what I mean? They're building up Crocodile. He's the first, you know, he's the first uh, Admiral, not Admiral, Warlord they're going to take down. Like, he deserves this kind of buildup. But like back then, 
or if you're experiencing one for one piece for the first time i don't know it's like it is it is very new and might take a little little digesting is chopper's arc before or after alabaster it's smack dash in the middle of the overall saga of Alabasta. Yeah, it's the, it's the saga right. of Alabasta. I hate it all, dude. I hate it. I hate it. <laughs> you hate the chopper? Not, you not hate all of, not you hate all of Alabasta. Like not, everything encompassing it. Not as much, but as a whole, yeah, more or less. I do. I do. Oh, the man. blasphemy. I can't uh, yeah, I'll tell you what, chopper was one of, again, we can pinpoint a lot of the emotional moments in one piece i think i would like to think one of the first ones was like thinking about like that really kind of hammered it home was like you know sanji chef Seth had to eat his leg for sanji that got me uh mm-hmm. you know zoro is crying because he's he's not mad that he failed that he lost the mihawk but that he's failing his captain you know, and then Nami and her whole backstory, but Chopper's backstory was so sad. You know, he he thought he poisoned the doctor, and uh, you know, the doctor was already gonna die, and the doctor no one just, like no no sad story beats Robin's. No. Yeah, I was just gonna say <laughs> okay, that. You that's had, an oh, unfair comparison. Let's go ahead. Water seven. Water seven. Was the best can one. of worms. That was the second time I cried in anime. Let's open up this can of worms. Favorite arc. Favorite arc of one piece because water seven he, hands. And he's down. lobby. And he's lobby. All right. Oh, okay. So water seven and Enos lobby are in the same saga, yeah. but they're very different arcs. You're not you're not mix and matching, are you? Right? I'm not mix and matching. And he's lobby, I would say. All right, Enos lobby. Water, okay. water, set, water okay. seven is a is like a close second. Yeah, that's the thing. They're both so good. Yeah, I mean, they're I mean, right like, next to each other. They're right next. Here's to each other. Yeah, the they're thing. right next. To, yeah, but I was gonna say pound for pound. I think Water Seven is better. Like start to finish, the mystery of like uh, who CP Nine is is really good. But god damn, do they hit you with the feels like at the end of uh, Edie's Lobby? Like when they hit yep. you with Robin's backstory and like, um, I mean, it. De- I don't know where you uh, kind of like put Soge King's like uh, reveal. Uh, he's in you put that in Enos Lobby. I mean, right. he's like on the train, so he's kind of in between. But well, you know, like, the fight Luffy versus Usopp oh, is the is watch the, Water Seven too. I no, mean, no, that both. is that's the that's like the culmination of Water Seven. Yeah, I'm saying Water Seven is so good, but the ending of Enis Lobby, where, I mean, I don't spoilers for people who aren't caught up and want to experience it for the first time. Like when they hit you with like the return of the Going Merry, and like Usopp comes through and like feels validated that he's a part of the crew, and then like Robin cries, and then the big battle between uh, Rob Lucci. I mean, dude, it was it's, beautiful. Yeah. Those back to back, that's that's peak one piece. And I mean it's still very good, but that's the peak. Yep. For for me, it's the same thing. I, I kind of lumped the two together just because a lot of the story threads bleed into each other. I like any lobby and water seven, I would say, is my personal favorite one too. I I always tell people to read up to Arlong, and then I, and then if they like it, I say, Oh, okay, you liked Arlong. Wait till you get to any zombie in water seven, because you're gonna you're gonna lose it when you get there. And I mean, it, it was like Hooperlino was saying. I hate to agree with him, but uh, as an admiral, but he's right. Like you have so many emotions going on in these two arcs. You have 
you have the whole thing with Robin betraying the crew, you know, on paper. And then um, you have the thing with uh, Luffy and Usopp. You have the thing with the going Mary. Not only that, the stakes were raised really high in Eni's lobby because this is the first time Luffy and his crew are against the government. They're, they are outright making a stand against this evil, <laughs> evil world government. That, that, that I mean, like anyone that's caught with One Piece knows that these guys are pieces of shit. <laughs> Please don't forget Frankie. They also I'm strictly, oh yeah, Frankie's very great. Don't forget Frankie. Uh, yeah, we're, we're sleeping on Frankie. But yeah, that's uh, Frankie too. Frankie too. The full page shot. Don't do that. The full page shot of them standing on the uh, the rooftop and like declaring war and like what they fired the cannon. Iconic. Uh, oh. When Robin when Robin says she so wants good. to live, I want to live. I want to live. Soga King shoots the flag. Yes. Yes. A hundred percent. Definitely. Favorite art. Favorite. Prolific art. for yeah. sure. I'm uh, getting teary eyed right now. I would like to throw into the mix. I mean, this is kind of a little later, but you know, yes, Water 7 Enos Lobby did a very good job at uh, balancing multiple story threads at once, which I, to this day, I have no idea how they did that. Um, if I'm looking at newer arcs, I'm a big fan of Dressrosa. And uh, Ooh, I'm brave. a big fan Dress of Dressrosa. I am a big I, fan of Dressrosa. I will I will say this about Dressrosa, now that you mention it. Reading it weekly was a pain in the ass to get through. At least, you know, yeah, I, watching. and watching, watching was even worse. Was so watching was even was worse. So but, <laughs> but I've heard, not only from Grandmaster Hoop, I've heard from multiple other people that once, like, uh, like reading it weekly or watching it weekly was a pain but once you go back and now that all the chapters all the episodes are well, maybe you don't want to watch it but if you want to read it it's a more digestible art and it has a lot of good themes in it that for some people like grandmaster this is their favorite art this is one of the good ones so i would split i would split dress rosa up into two kind of different arcs um you can you, you technically can so you have like pre birdcage you have pre um doflamingo no no pre yeah pre doflamingo making the cage and trapping everybody everything before that excellent so good and then it's like they just it just started getting a little draggy it just felt drag. like they were it just <laughs> like but everything before that i mean it's pretty great it is like um it is probably like the Alabasta of like the new world where they're really in one place for a good hot minute. But I mean, it's just like, they really do a good job of like shaping that island. Maybe the best, I don't know. That was a, that felt like a fully realized island more than like, I think a lot of ones they bounce around. Yes, that, that island, you know, with uh, the guy, the soldier, I can't remember his name. The one who turned into the tin soldier, Rebecca, king uh i want to say his name is ryu or whatever uh yeah it was just again that's a that's another one that juggled a lot of elements you had the reintroduction of sabo in that arc uh you had uh your boy law's backstory yeah water d law man you had uh fujitora fujitora too Fujitora came on the scene. Yep. Speak your mind, Tevin the Fit. 
<laughs> you over there shaking your head in disagreement. Oh, oh. Well, I just want to say it's funny because I kind of put Water Seven in his in Escape from Marine Four. I put all those in my mind. I just put all those three together as like just the the best. It's peak One Piece. Yeah, peak One Piece. But for me personally, my favorite parts are immediately after the time skip when they're on the. I say the archipelago. Uh, archipelago. Archipelago. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I really like the whole Puma section. I like all of that. Like I really love that whole section. Wow. And I love everything with Big Ma. I, I can't believe you picked Dress Rosa over the, the yeah, big, over Cake the big Mom. Cake Island. Cake Island's good. Cake Island is good. Cake Island is good, man. I mean, the best part of Cake Island. Dress Rosa, the the, the, the outside of the barrier guy. I can't remember his name right now. But, oh, um, uh, Bar Bartolomeo. 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 Yep. The Calisio thing is kind of whack. I mean, not that it wasn't bad, bad, but like. That's okay. I, I I don't know. I feel like the best part of Dress Rosa is like uh Doflamingo. Just that just really just that, that was one of a good all backstory his favorite well. characters, like just like creating. Like he like yeah. he has previously said compared to like his other work, like he really just loved Doflamingo and he just wanted to do his arc like really well. well I do. I, I think they did their arc his arc really well. And again, there's levels to this and it really works really well, especially when you compare it uh, to other animes. Like for example, Doflamingo's background makes a lot more sense than I think Madara Chihas. You know, yeah. if you wanna do the side-by-side -side comparison to like Naruto, whose One Piece is probably, you know, one of the longest running competitors to One Piece for sure. I think that's easily uh, argued. All right, let's just do a quick hot take. So. Let's just go around. Everybody just say their favorite arc real quick. So, Dr. Jace, go ahead. Uh, just so we're understanding. Right. I, I, I lumped the two together because they're, they're kind of the same to me, but Annie's Lobby and Water 7. All I right, just I'm like stick, everything with that. Fair enough. I'm going to stick to Dress Rosa. Toasty. Um, Water, 7 was, Water 7 was really good. However, um, you guys were just kind of getting confused with nostalgia because Skypea was right before that. So, I think it was just... Skypea 2.0, but honestly, Arlong Park is the best for me. And that, okay. um, right. oh, it's just wow. amazing. Yeah, I mean, that's the last arc I read since I'm reading the manga. And for me, I read that those chapters, and it just hit again. You know, like the character interaction, the way they fought, it's so good, man. <laughs> so good. It's fair. Arlong that's fair. That I mean, Arlong Park set up the one v ones. It really did. Yeah. So, so. Skypea, Arlong Park. Water 7, a.k.a. Skypea 2.0. All right. Tevin the fifth. Uh, escaping the prison into the Marine Ford. All right. So, Impel Down. Impel Down? That one? Yeah, Impel Down. That's what I Okay. Mean. Yeah, All I really right. Down. Cool, cool. Uh, Dr. Mondo. And Whole Cake Island. <laughs> and he's Lobby. Like and maybe I, I think I can I can put them both together. And he's lobby water seven, to be honest. I think it's fine putting those together. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. It's fine. Yeah. Uh comic Chris. I'm pretty split. Um it's either gonna be Marine Ford for me or I know we're not done right now, but this current Don't arc, say Wano. Wano 
This, no, this no, this is probably my favorite right now. This is <laughs> this is layers. This is layers. Like an layers. onion. Oh, I'm sure. <laughs> this is this is my favorite so far. I'm not like I've been excited for every single chapter, every episode. Like, I don't I don't know if y'all been watching the most recent episodes they released, but like that artistry they're putting into it now is ridiculous. The, the anime is really picking it it's up getting with crazy. how they're like they, animating they're putting it. it they're oh, putting okay. in the time into it because I'm with the manga. So probably- <laughs> I'm with the manga too. I have not watched any. I had. I'm. I'm all the way back at Whole Cake. I have not watched any Whole Cake. I've read it. I haven't. Oh, watched a- a- it. A- anime wise, anime wise. Just start yeah, watching anime. right now. Like the last episode that just released. Just start watching right now. I promise. I mean, I you, could. I could. I could. The art just started. The art, like it's like movie quality. Like I don't understand why they're doing that right now. But it's like every episode is movie quality. I'm like, oh, because this is like the best art right now. It's like it's it's sane. It's no. Come on, y'all. It's no, no, no. I, I, I actually understand because, like, with Wano, at least for the anime, that was the shift where they decided to like change the, art, the style. art style. Yeah. They did, yeah. and it's, it's. I mean, to me, it's their best art style that they've had in the anime. It's kind of like the DBZ movies in a sense. Yeah, no, it's yes. yeah, it's very much yeah, very much is giving uh, Dragon Ball Super uh, Bro right. Now. Yes, yes, like. <laughs> very fast looking animation like yes you're expecting to see a lot of fighting fluidity uh yeah Hooperlino, Hooperlino, go ahead uh favorite arc i think you i think you already made a point to say oh no i got more i got a i got my list here oh gosh. um oh boy, so i've been keeping a, i've been keeping a list um since i've read been reading one piece i've read it all um and i've watched all the way up to I guess Alabasta, um, when I fell off back in 2008 or whatever. Um, so I'm strictly a manga reader. It goes one, Enos Lobby, two, Arlen Park, three, Water Seven, four, Marine Ford, five, Alabasta, and then I'll just say six, Dressrosa, seven, Skypea, eight, Whole Cake Island. That's the official list, hands down. I've done wow. a lot of thinking about this. <laughs> I heard Skypea, so that's a W with me. So good. I feel people are not giving Fishman Island enough credit, but oh that's no, just, that's no. Just, nah, I, I like Fisher Tiger. I you know what? It, it, that kind of goes into what we were going to talk about next. You know, right? The worst arc. The right? worst arc. A hundred percent Fishman Island. What? Fishman Island. Hated Fishman Island. Say it again, I'm saying Red Hawk was a big moment. Red Hawk was a huge moment. Red Hawk was cool. I, I won't deny it. It was a cool moment. I liked also, it. Like the arc starts out really funny. I just gotta say, like the fish, like when the reunion of the Straw Hats, it's both touching and very funny with what happens to Sanji every time he sees women. <laughs> the running gag with Sanji. The, ru- yes. the running gag with Sanji. Well, like it's... really picks up there. <laughs> on top of on top of that, you know, Dr. Mondo, we talked about this, his whole training. No, it's like up on there it. was there was nowhere to go. I was surrounded. The only way was up. <laughs> 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 that hands down one of the funniest moments. That's of, good. Of, that's of actually I think we're gonna That talk was good. About we're gonna talk about that, but okay. So what? I hear a couple of y'all say fishman, which I think is wrong. No, uh, I, I'm gonna tell you this. I'm gonna tell you this. I have never watched Foxy 
uh, games. I've never seen Foxy games. You know, okay, for Foxy, I agree. It's kind of like you go in already knowing, you know, it's gonna be trash in a way. It, it's it, it's the Foxy Pirates. There's no hype train. There's nothing going on with it to make you think there's anything more beyond just <laughs> these stupid like little uh, carnival games that they're playing. With Fishman Island, this was the first arc into the new world. And this was like, this, the new world was like the new setup, the new, I guess, Grand Line 2.0 for the story. So expectations were high. We had a time skip with all of these characters. We were hyped to see what they learned, what they can do. And the arc was more or less just, this is, this is how OP the characters are. You know, they, they didn't really struggle in any of the major fights. Uh, the, the backstory for Hody Jones, the main, the main villain was... Forgettable. I, it was forgettable. I don't, it was, it I don't was remember. Very, I don't remember it. <laughs> it was very, very forgettable. And I mean, one of the things I like about One Piece, especially leading up to Marine Ford, was that as the arcs got, um, I guess you know, uh, they progressed. Luffy was having a hard time as they got, you know, as they progressed in the story, and that was an element that I liked about it because early on you had luffy basically one-shotting everyone just to show how powerful he is but the story keeps going further and further they get closer to the government luffy's playing with the big boys now and it was one of those things where he goes into a fight you didn't know how it was going to come out he could he can lose or he can win you, you never i mean he was he was going to win he was going to win at some point but it was that uncertainty that i liked fishman island eliminated all of that <laughs> we're back to square one one piece with luffy i mean luffy has somewhat of a hard time just because it's underwater but no fishman island war start oh man okay Worst. so according to my list here uh the worst arcs are uh little garden whiskey peak reverse mountain captain morgan davy back fight so that's the official list um Oh, no the official list. Yeah, official yeah, that's the official list. list. All, um, all of those are horrible. And, 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 <laughs> so and all those are also like some of the shortest. And a lot of those are in the franchise. beginning too. They're yeah, like yeah, in the yeah, but, the, yeah, but I don't even know if you call them arcs uh, or mini stories. Basement, <laughs> uh, yeah, but Basement Island. It's kind of like you kind of went back. All like, yeah, it was regression. It was, it was regression. yeah, it was. And here's, and to compare it with like Wano, what we're doing now, it felt like Fishman Island was like hinted at since like Arlong Park, right? And so yes. like there was years of buildup about like Fishman Island. I think they were talking about it um, in the archipelago uh, before like everything happened um, on Marine Ford and stuff. And yeah, it just felt like they really just like swung and missed with the villain. Like Hody Jones is just like, way down towards the bottoms in terms of like one piece villains which is a shame because like one piece delivers with villains so much yeah, that's what i love okay. about every arc the villains the that's, vil yes that's fair because hody jones is basically an arlong follower but arlong's uh, like like a top five villain probably. i mean yeah strength, no no you're right like you're, you're right but yeah hody jones just try to replicate arlong the thing i like about fishman is the whole Fisher Tiger and uh, her mother, the, the princess's mother background story. That to me was probably the best part of the Fishman Island. And I think that's what One Piece does a lot. 
uh, very well and is giving reason and sound to the backstories of a lot of these characters and a lot of these story points. I definitely don't look at Fishman Island and be like, yo, Hody Jones, he's that guy. Like, he's that water bullets. He's that guy, man. I'm like, <laughs> no, I don't look at Fishman Island like that. I will say you are right. They needed to showcase that the Straw Hats did two years of training. And, you know, uh, they what? They took on, what, a thousand fishermen or something? Practically yeah, the yeah, entire yeah, city. But, but they, they didn't give them a challenge worthy of all that training that they got. They really just one shot at everyone. Do you think... Art. Do you think Usopp could have taken a hundred fishmen out prior to the two-year gap? No, absolutely not. So we needed no. to see it. We needed. To uh, we so needed to King? see it. Soge, Soge King. No, Soge King nor Usopp could have done that. <laughs> Impossible. No. Impossible. And, and 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 that's the thing that Fishman Island had against itself because it was the arc right after the time skip. And we needed to see how strong these characters were. There was a time skip. We, we as readers wanted to be impressed. Like, oh, uh, Zoro's missing an eye. You know, is he is he gonna open it and a Sharingan comes out? Like, what's what's the deal with that? You know, we still don't know. We still we don't still know. don't know. Oh, so I mean, yeah, like Fishman Island. Maybe it should not have been the arc right after the time skip because yeah. there was build up to it. And it should have maybe been the arc after so that there could be that level of struggle. So you can see like, oh, this is, I mean, this is Fishman Island. We've been hinting at this from like our way, like way many arcs ago. So I actually want to hear everyone um, else's worst I actually arc. agree with that, dude. Um, I thought uh, I actually remember Fishman Island when you guys started talking about it because I remember the princess, the pink mermaid, the, the, and yeah. absolutely hated her guts, dude. Oh, <laughs> the story was so slow. You can't defend that, Grandmaster. Dude, she's I cool. She can her. talk to the beast. Uh, yeah, what is she? She's uh, a Neptune. That's, yeah, yeah, she's, she's a, Neptune. She, she's she's, a, she's Neptune. Neptune. She's um, she's got it. One of, she's a, one of the she's weapons. The, the, the poneglyph. She's a poneglyph. Not a poneglyph. The no. weapon. She's the Pluton. Plu she's a weapon. Is it Pluton? She's yes, a weapon. yes, she's I a weapon. I think the word you're looking for is useless, but yeah, let's agree <laughs> to disagree. Uh, no, I actually remember reading that thing, and it was so slow to me, because that was around the time I read it weekly, because as you guys were talking about, I'm starting to remember more and more things that I actually read. Initially, I thought I stopped at Skypea, but then I remember I read Robin, which came after Skypea. Then you guys mentioned Fishman, and I'm like, I definitely read that, because I remember The Mermaid, and I remember getting bored, and trigger every week just reading this Trigger. thing wondering dude it was aggravating <laughs> it was a, such a you would, you would finish the chapter and you would just be clenching your fist <laughs> i do just aggravate you know what time to jump on naruto uh but honestly <laughs> i think that was around the time i actually enjoyed naruto more than one piece which is something to say about that because naruto story building is Shippuden is pretty bad. Let's be real. Shippuden is really bad. That's not the conversation for today, but that arc after a time skip was garbage. So, yeah, so was, from what you remember, uh, Fishman Island, the worst arc. My is that dude, what you're saying? Just PTSD. Oh my gosh. You mentioned Fishman Island. I started sweating. Dude. <laughs> All right. Who, who else, real quick, before we move on to our next topic, who else is on this Fishman Island worst arc? Uh, you okay, Dr. Mondo. All right, Tevin and Chris. Chris. Okay, Tommy Chris, you got one as the yeah, worst arc. Yeah, it's definitely Dress Rosa. Oh, me. get out! Oh. Yeah, yeah. Okay. the only the only time Dress Rosa had the greatest moment was when Sabo uh, got the uh, fruit when he uh, got the uh, 
Ace's powers. That was the only time I cared about dress roses. That was the only time I was like, oh my gosh, like this, oh my gosh, like full circle. After that, I'm like, like all I could hear, when I think of Dress Rosa, I just think of the like the theme music in the beginning and just seeing the birdcage constantly and people running away, like every episode. That's very like, that's very <laughs> reminiscent of the Namek saga with Goku and Freeze. Yeah. I'm gonna this planet's gonna explode in five minutes. <laughs> oh, and then five minutes so turns bad. into fifty it's, episodes. Exactly. Yeah. Versus, you know, he had to get back into Kong mode. That took like five minutes, and that, that took was like peak. twenty that was episodes too. <laughs> that yeah. was second peak. Whatever. Okay. <laughs> All right. Uh, Tevin the fifth close us out in worst arc. Well, y'all know I hate Alabaster, but outside of that, <laughs> uh, I would have to say it might be Punk Hazard for me. Ooh. Okay. Ooh, you know okay. what? You know, wait, wait, with Caesar Clown. Caesar Clown. My literally my favorite thing about Punk Hazard is is. <laughs> oh, his laugh! The his unique laugh. laughs in one piece. <laughs> That's it. That's literally all I like about punk. Everything else, I'm just like, eh. I didn't mean, but I love it. He has my favorite signature laugh out of the bunch. I'm not gonna lie to you. Okay. Okay. That's actually funny enough. I forget how you know dynamic a lot of their laughs are. All unique. Like, not a I, single. I, not a single one that's the same. I always do dare she 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 she, which I that think was... is um, Jaguar D Soul. Yes, yeah, yes. that's such a random one. That's the one that's, I always remember. That's like one of the most important laughs, right? Because it is because he made Robin laugh, he, and then Robin yeah. does it too, and she's like, "That's not a random she, one." She, 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 she. <laughs> I, I mean, that's it's random in terms of overall scope of One Piece. Like, there's some bigger characters probably with yeah, very important for Robin's story. Yeah, yeah, no doubt, no doubt. Um, and funny enough, now that we're talking about laughs and that we covered the arcs, you know, again, what is One Piece without story, which we have alluded to talking about our favorite and worst arcs, but what is an arc without characters? One Piece is such a giant world and is full of such colorful characters. Do we have a favorite? Does anyone have a favorite one piece character and you know let's let's keep it let's keep it uh let's keep it narrow right now we have 10 straw hats right 10 straw hats that right right 10 yeah Who's well 10 right no 10 10 you're right ten. you're right yeah 10 everybody's caught up right there's yep. 10 officially officially there are 10 straw hats who's everybody's favorite straw hat strides for those who do not know who are listening straw hats are main character monkey d luffy's crew named after the fact that he wears a straw hat handed down to him by red hair shanks who was handed down to by goldie roger the former king of the pirates we have the straw hat pirates who have been the main characters of the series do we have a favorite straw hat uh go ahead and let anybody chime in i'll start i'll start um you know we were talking earlier about how like what brought us back to one piece and i had like this long journey of being away from one piece and it took me a long time to come back but like one of the steps that brought me back was my cousin sitting me and my brother who um i lost a long time ago down and like making us watch one piece we told her like hey we we loved it like it was cool but like alabaster was too long so we stopped watching and she was like no 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 one piece is still very good this is years after Alabasta. This is in the heart of Water 7, right in the middle. Um, she's like, just watch this part. 
and it's like Usopp's on a train and he's crying. And I don't really know that like the backstory, maybe he's not crying, but he's like sad or whatever. He just feels like he's not strong enough. And I was like, ha, oh, poor Usopp, this makes sense for his character. So Usopp's like, you know what? I'm leaving. I'm gonna like, I'm no longer with the Straw Hat Pirates. Like, I'm out of here, guys. Like, Sanji, good luck with everything. I'm leaving. And then Usopp like turns to walk away and he like leaves the train. And then one second later, <laughs> the theme song for Soge King starts playing. And it is, it is clearly Usopp in like this weird mask, like pretending to be like this greatest sniper of all time. And like this, weird theme song is playing for him and he's like <laughs> and everybody on the train i think sanji's like yo that's that's totally usopp what is he doing <laughs> should we just pretend we don't know it's him <laughs> like yeah i guess just go for it and like just watching that i was like oh my god this is so funny and so good and like oda just completely knows how to use these characters and like continue to evolve them and I think in that moment, both made me like want to think to myself like, oh, wow, One Piece is still great. You know what I mean? It didn't just fall off with Alabasta. I might need to return to this, but also made me realize like Usopp's my favorite. Usopp's the best. Usopp's so funny. Uh, he's definitely not the strongest, but he just like, he just tries, man. He just tries and he's, he's hilarious. All his gags are the best. Yeah, talking about Usopp, I know Dr. Mondo loves this too. Uh, God Usopp. Y'all want to talk Usopp. shit about that, that is That is peak comedy. It was God Usopp. That, that, that was peak Rosa. That was peak Rosa. What are they saying? <laughs> <laughs> the guy's dying. <laughs> that is Hands the best down, thing. Rosa. One of the funniest scenes. Oh my God. <laughs> The, the 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 giant holding him up. <laughs> he can't speak because he's so beat up. <laughs> and then on top of that, on top of that, don't don't flamingo puts the biggest bounty on God Usa. <laughs> like above law, above Luffy, he says, "Kill this man." <laughs> Usopp, another level, another level. Oh my gosh! A hundred percent. I, 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 I would agree with Hooper Lino. Usopp's my favorite character. Like, I feel like he's the most relatable in some ways, just because I wouldn't say that he's the weakest. You know, like in terms of strength. Okay, you know, like fine. You have like Robin, Luffy, Frankie. They could probably whoop Usopp's ass but Usopp brings such a level of reality to a lot of these fights and a lot of these scenarios where we're like oh my god <laughs> that dude's lifting up the side of a mountain <laughs> I kind of want to leave <laughs> and that's Usopp <laughs> that's what Usopp does and I just I I relate to that I'm like bro you got you guys do your thing man <laughs> I'll, I'll 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 come in and uh, take the glory afterwards, and then you know I love his character because he's like that in those tense moments, but then in the quiet ones, he's talking all this crap, like speaking a big game, like he, he's the highest one with the bounty. I I love it. I love it. You have your badasses, you know. You have Sanji, uh, Zoro, Luffy. You know you have them, but I I like Usopp because he's just so different from all of them, and. Usopp can hold his own in a fight, you know, like he he has his own like kit and everything with the slingshots and the 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 plants and the different weaponry he has. 
but I think he's so unique to the crew that I he he's my favorite, a hundred percent. I'm thinking in my in my I'm gonna break off from that. Like Usopp, I I love him. I think he's my second favorite, but I my favorite I think is Zoro for me. Zoro, I was gonna yeah, say badass Zoro. Yeah. No, like not only one, he's he's badass as hell. Two, he's also funny with his horrible sense of direction where he gets lost <laughs> everywhere and that's just hilarious like the stairs are right in front of him and you just see him going the other way <laughs> but also he's he's also like a great friend and a great like second mate like i think it was thriller bark where oh. he offered he offered to take all the pain like like take all the pain all, You're all right. the pain yeah, all yeah. pain and he just stood there and he ate it ate no, it like he ate it stood there and but he he was just standing the entire time he didn't drop down and it was just like wow this guy is like he's beyond badass but it's like he's also like extremely honorable and also funny to like, like the ridiculous part but yeah zora zora would be my favorite and usopp is my second one because like yeah the dose of reality usopp <laughs> And yeah, I'm, like, I'm, those are my my two. I'm gonna I'm gonna piggyback off of that Zoro bit because I was thinking about Zoro's got to be the, my favorite because you know the thing is they all have a dream, but Zoro's the only one who like puts Luffy's dream like yep. really above his own, to where it's like you know his dream is to be the greatest swordsman, but now his dream is really to be the greatest swordsman so he can make sure his captain. Become become the pirate king. Becomes the pirate right. king. Yeah, and at so many moments, Zoro has like shown that. Like, and if you're caught up when you know he stepped up to uh, uh, Kaido, oh, oh yeah, you know, got he he laid a good blow. He did. <laughs> However, he's like a cactus right now, <laughs> <laughs> and uh, I just think Zoro has proven himself. Yeah, he's just a good first mate, and he's so loyal to Luffy all the way. And I don't even know if it's all the way warranted, because all Luffy did on their initial meeting was like, hey, you want to join my crew? <laughs> <laughs> like, you know, Luffy didn't say anything really profound. <laughs> he's just being Luffy, and he's like, I can't believe this guy wants me, a pirate hunter, to be on a pirate crew. And I guess that rang true to Zoro. Zoro's got to be my top for sure. And then I'm a sucker for Frankie. I'm going to throw Frankie's name into the mix. Stop that, Tevin the Fifth. <laughs> Frankie is a gentleman, man. And Frankie is like masculinity at its peak. And he's so freaking funny, man. Like when he had that little battle with the baby dude in Dressrosa. Hilarious. <laughs> I love Frankie. I, Frankie's so freaking funny. I'm sorry. Bro, like, really all all the all the the straw hats are just hilarious and they're in their own right to be honest yes all of them for me i would say like they all have a certain like there's probably like three that i have like favoritism for for certain situations like if i want to laugh like if i think someone's hilarious i actually think brooks the funniest because it's just his gag of like he says something like, oh, it's the skin eating flesh is, uh, it's like disease is going to kill me. Wait, I'm already dead. <laughs> I'm just full of bones. Like every time it, it, it just kills me. 
And then as far as like, I would say just um, as far as like mannerisms, I would say Sanji only because he's just so nice as far as the like how he, you know, he makes sure everyone eats, you know, he makes sure girls don't get hit at all. Like that is just not a thing. And if it does happen, he's like there in 0.3 seconds. And he can, he's literally the only one that can like, other than Luffy in the uh, gear four, he's the only one that can like walk on air. Like he's the only one that can like actually fly. Like I think that's like his like biggest characteristic that I'm just like, oh, this is amazing. And then the reason why he got it was even better. <laughs> it was even better. <laughs> I love every part of that. But, um, and then I would say Zoro would be like the third just because of his like uh, mysterious strength. Like he, I just like, I'm like, I feel like everyone's just curious about Zoro. Like, is he just gonna like come out and say like exactly where he came from or like exactly what his, all his origins are? Because like, there's no reason for him to be this strong. Like, and keep fighting so hard for Luffy. Like, there's gotta be something else. But I think that's like what keeps him so cool. Like, he just stays so mysterious, and every time he gets stronger, we're just like, how is he? How is he able to keep up? And all we do is see him lift like three tons worth of weight every day like when he's on the ship i don't know what else he does you know? <laughs> That's pretty much all he does <laughs> but yeah those are definitely uh my favorites i would say my, mine are actually very similar to yours which is funny because growing up as a kid my favorite was uh sanji you know i like the fact he would just be kicking people in the face and you know the hands is for cooking only like i don't use my hands for fighting you know what i'm saying um my all-time favorite is is luffy you know, he's just like a lifestyle, you know, um, you know, adventure and food, you know, you know, it was like, you know, that's all he, Luffy don't yeah. you, he just want to live. He just want to live and be free. And, you know, I, 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 I like, I like that. But um, as of recently, who's been creeping in, um, Brooke did something for me when he went against Big Mom. I don't know what it was. I have never been like a Brooke fan for real, for real. But when they were fighting and he was trying to get to that, the, uh, the pony glyph, like I don't know, it, it was it's pretty exciting. It but hit still, different. It did. I, you know, I never really and like I said, like the jokes are funny. Um, but he never really did it for me like that until like he's like, no, I'm a part of this crew. I'm gonna get this. My captain said, get this, handle this business. Like this is big mom. Like yeah. oh, <laughs> like mama, mom. Like oh my god. Like yeah, oh yeah. So that's it. My three. That's my three. Okay, okay. Uh, I guess I'm next. Uh, for me, definitely Zoro. Um, he's just a badass character. That's it. The man holds a sword in his mouth to fight. I mean, what else can you ask for? And he can speak um, clearly with the sword in his mouth as well. Obviously, dude. Obviously. <laughs> but honestly, no. Um, it's definitely Zoro just because he's just, he's just an awesome character. Um, I don't know why, but he just seems to be, in my opinion, he's definitely the strongest out of all of them just stronger than luffy yeah at least the strongest regular person in the okay. world. because okay. he doesn't have any special thing luffy has right. the gum gum thing and that's the only reason luffy hasn't lost is because most of the time he got attacked the attack just bounced off of him zoro takes the attack and then returns it 10 times to the enemy so i think that's way better than luffy god forbid zoro get a fruit later on this thing's going to become a god Oh gosh! I can't yeah, imagine what nobody thinks about this. Yeah, he's gonna become a god. He's gonna become the best out of all of them. I mean, what, I was, what fruit would you give him? Honestly, I feel like it would be badass if he had lightning. But 
Wow. Yeah, lightning. <laughs> oh, I, I would say thing. Sanji would fit that a lot better. I would say Sanji would well, be Sanji a lot wants the invisible fruit. Yeah, <laughs> for the dumbest reasons. Though. <laughs> superb. I'm sure he's superb. I'm not even caught up, but I know he's the first, so that's the only reason he would need it. But lightning with Zoro, I feel would be badass. Well, your like, boy could... has to die. You want to keep, you know, hyping up Skypea. You you Somebody do. gotta die. I mean, it's a required sacrifice. I'm okay. sure he will be missed, but he's a stepping stone for Zoro. So, um, no, but. I'm sure there's some kind of um, different, like kind of lightning. The same way we have, we have fire, magma, and the different type of like, ah, fire. Okay. Right? They could do something like that because I could see it right now. Zoro slashing somebody open, and you see lightning bolt flying around. That'd be badass. But for me, Zoro's the best character. He's the strongest just because he does more than anybody else with nothing. That's why I think he's. Yeah, he got to that status with just uh, sheer Not determination really. and yeah, ambition. And just him. Yeah, like he's just right. a regular dude. So, yeah, that's my ranking. Yeah, I, mean, I think yeah. Zoro and you know a handful of characters like Shanks and Mihawk show you don't need a fruit to be uh, you know just this prolific pirate on these seas. Um, are there any other characters? not talking straw hats now that come to mind as far as your favorite and let's just buggy. do a quick buggy it's okay buggy. Let's, yeah let's, let's do it pirate. a quick a quick hot King. take so we got buggy uh let's just go around so we got buggy everyone just shout it out odin say again odin odin oh, oh. my gosh <laughs> you're really man. standing wano man yeah no, look I'm, at you i'm telling you odin odin's my favorite he's <laughs> oh. the moment, moment he was introduced my favorite character hands down yeah, and okay. the backstory is even even better. Like the entire thing being about him is, makes it even better. Like it, it's amazing. It's amazing. All right. I mean, his backstory <laughs> was pretty good, but okay. Anybody else? Hot tag, real quick. Uh, honorary, uh, honorary. Uh, straw hat, Vivi. Vivi. Oh, Vivi. Vivi. Oh, okay. That's I your favorite. Wow. Law. Trafalgar Law. Okay, law for sure. Law. He went from VV to law, very different on the spectrum. VV to law, but surgeon of death. Um, honestly, I would say my fate. Okay, this one is really not based on like the character itself, just more so like what I think they could be capable of. Uh, Borsalino. Oh, I Borsalino, he uh, my namesake. You, you, <laughs> right, exactly. After Hooperlino, he's the he's the admiral that ate the uh, light light fruit or the the pika pika. I think it's called pika pika no me. Um, I mean, a a devil fruit that's based off of light, like as in you travel at the speed of light, you fire blast at the speed of light. To me, the possibility. I mean, watch it be like something ridiculous with the power that is just oh, like he. He's so lazy that he doesn't really, you know, uh, know how to use the power to his capabilities. But I just like that character so much. And he intrigues me because his personality is the exact opposite of what the fruit entails. The fruit is something really fast and very quick. He is very slow. He's very lazy. He doesn't like to do his job. I don't know. I I, I would say Borsalino just because there's like an aura of mystery behind him. I'll throw in, um, and this, you know, this comes back to like why Dressrosa is a little underrated. Um, 
how do you pronounce it? Is it Bartolomeo? Bartolomeo. 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 All right. So, like, at the end of the day, like, Dress Rosa gives Luffy his grand fleet. You know what I mean? Like, at the end of the day, that's what it's building towards. And I think that's, like, kind of plays into, like, why it's so long. But he's the best. He's so funny. He's just like a fanboy of the Straw Hats, right? He is exactly like a fanboy. So funny. Just such a fun character. You just, you don't see that in any other manga, any other anime. Like, just such a brilliant idea. And he's just so funny. And the gags he gets are hilarious. I want to see more Smoker. You know what? Smoker. I was going to say Smoker too. I really was. I like Smoker. That's your favorite? Uh, Both of yours? Um, he's, he was one I was considering. Okay, okay. He was the original rival, you know, to yeah. Luffy. Like, it was building up to him being the rival, and then he kind of just fell off. I would like to see more Smoker, too. Yeah. I don't think sure. his arc's over. I think he still has a He still has, has a chance. Future. Well, he's in, what, recovery, right? Because Doflamingo almost wiped him out. Vertigo. Then, Vertigo, yeah, that whole arc, yeah. Mm-hmm. Wait, didn't you say you don't like Punk Hazard? I don't. Oh, that was a heavy smoker arc. <laughs> ah, okay. It was. The smoker was in there for a while. I'm seeing. I'm seeing some little cracks in your little uh, <laughs> your dissertation. That's fine. Uh, you know, uh, let me let me just uh, throw a little wrench into the cog. Uh, I'm gonna say Blackbeard. God forbid. Uh, he's a good villain. He's a good villain. And honestly, he's only done really two really big things, in my opinion, that have shaken up the world. You know, beating Ace and then stealing Whitebeard's uh, his freaking fruit power, man. What's going on? Is Blackbeard the end game? Blackbeard is in game. He is in game. 100%. Over Blackbeard, a Kainu? Blackbeard and a Kainu are in game. I would say kind of mixed together because they kind of was in game for the Marines. Blackbeard is in game. So you think he's going to beat them at the same time? Black, there has no, to be an no, end game. Not the same. <laughs> be whatever. Uh, him and Blackbeard are two of the same coin. They're the same side of the coin. Two I would sides. say I mean, Blackbeard. I, I, I get I get what uh, Hooper Lino saying. I would say Blackbeard is end end game. Like after yes. Akainu. Black, yeah. Blackbeard is endgame, like yeah. full endgame. Blackbeard is just that last obstacle he's got to get to get the Have you guys piece. heard any Shanks theories about that Shanks could be endgame? Oh, like well, fan theories oh, about okay. that. If, if, Shank, if Shanks is endgame, that's the same thing as Yugi versus uh, Atem or Yami Yugi at the end <laughs> of Yu-Gi-Oh. That's the same thing. The it student has be. to beat the teacher. It could be. Not that probably. It feels like... It feels like we're building to this ending, but at the same time, it feels like we also have a long way to go. I mean, I'm sure we do. This thing's never going to end. For yeah. sure. <laughs> I mean, they got a good 10 years left. Wano, I don't even know how Wano's going to end. Uh, I mean, they're at that point where it's like, Luffy, wake up. You got to keep fighting. And <laughs> we've seen that plenty before. So uh, many times. But let's go ahead. Let's talk about this. So, you know, we're talking about our favorite characters. And I'll come back to this because I know Dr. Jace wants to talk about y'all's favorite entries. But let's talk about this. We're talking about our favorite characters. We're talking about what it means to be, you know, have characters that are grounded in reality. Let's go outside of reality and let's talk about, you know, 
one element that really separates One Piece from a lot of other animes, or I guess this gives One Piece its kind of its gimmick. Let's talk about it's the identity. Devil the identity, sure, yes. Let's talk about the Devil Fruits, all right? And the Devil Fruits for those who are new to One Piece, or you know, maybe just need a refresher. Devil Fruits give the pirates, the admirals, any entity, any person in One Piece just these uh, astronomical powers and it's a fruit you eat the fruit you get the powers and so there are many fruits however there's from what we've seen what one fruit right no one has had double no one has had the same power as another person at the same time right that hasn't been seen yet okay just want to establish that so these powers uh they differ in three categories we have logia uh which is based on elements so for example we've seen and when we say element they become the element their body is the element so we've seen smoke fire magma light ice sand so if you can think of an element that's logia fruit we have zoan type zoan is you transform into an animal or a creature or a thing and they can be legendary they can be real they can be ancient and we've seen them from <laughs> the human human fruit we've seen the you know the ox ox fruit the the leopard the dog leopard, fruit the, the dog fruit one. the dog fruit we've seen things like the the chinese dragon the dinosaurs which the dinosaurs have their own subcategory of dinosaurs the phoenix uh the falcons the jackal so many but uh on with the animal zoan types they usually can be broken into three they can transform into three variations of that animal one being very human-esque one being that animal and then one just being an op combination of the three right that's right right the op combination and then lastly we have the paramecia which is kind of the one that's kind of like in its own realm because it's similar to a logia where you become that thing but it's more or less just transforms your body to where your body is still your body but it's like that thing for so for example the gum gum fruit where you become rubber we've seen people become wax we've seen people become just slippery to where everything slips off them uh, you got some silly fruits in there for we sure. got we do we definitely have some silly ones uh the barrier fruit, that's a paramecia where you can make barriers, which doesn't necessarily change your body. But again, a lot of this is limitless and what you can do in the aspects. Uh, let's go ahead and talk about these. Who do you think is the strongest fruit? Uh, what is your favorite fruit? Let's just talk about this in whole. Uh, I'm going to go ahead and open up the floodgates. Uh, it seems that these fruits are forever changing as far as the capabilities of them uh i would like to say zoan is pretty freaking strong from what i've seen uh it's it it would seem the hardest battles they've had have been up against zoan type users to be honest and anybody can combat that or contest that but just look at kaido because again yeah rob lucci too rob lucci you find the right Zoan type of fruit and you're going to have a problem. You know, I could find the reindeer fruit, but over there on other island, there's like 
the mega reindeer fruit or you're just a better reindeer. So I like to think Zoan is up there. Just just look at Kaido, man. Look at Kaido and look at all his crew. I, I'm a Kaido, for those who are listening, turns into a giant mythical Chinese dragon. And he's nigh unstoppable. And we haven't even seen his hybrid form. We have not That's seen right. that. We have not seen that. So I would say Zoan types probably going to be the strongest and that's only because they sometimes they have like other abilities it seems like um as far as like the phoenix like i mean that's like considered fire if you ask me so it was like a kaido breathing fire like i don't know it's to i mean they get like way more abilities than it's just some regular logia like i feel bad for ace but like he was just not gonna make it <laughs> like he was just he was just not gonna make it there was no way there's there's too many zoan types that like are ridiculous i feel like we have yet to see like some really crazy ones i think kaido is probably the craziest one right now but i think there still could be some that we haven't really experienced yet because there's so many combinations you can do so i feel like we're gonna find one that's like steel dinosaur or something and it's gonna be something ridiculous like every scale is like hockey times 100 i don't know i just i feel like we're just gonna run into something even bigger when it comes to zoan types uh real quick since you mentioned that freaking sengoku the former admiral uh the head of the admiral he turned into buddha he turned into a freaking <laughs> yeah, like, buddha. what is that yeah, what, is that? So what large. is that there's <laughs> no logic to these fruits i mean it that's what i like about one piece you don't really like there, there is a rule set to the fruits, but then you get stuff like, like you get stuff that just surprises you. You're like, oh wow, I didn't, I didn't expect that to be a power like the Buddha. What is what that? Is that? <laughs> you turned big into a giant Buddha, and uh, okay, <laughs> you're a god. You're a god. You're a golden god. Goodness gracious. Exactly. Um, I mean, if I were to say like, what would be my favorite? I. I mean, I just, I just like the Logias. Like zones, Zoans are are cool and everything. And I I do admit their their strongest opponents have been so far. I mean, like like you said with Kaido, have been with Zoan type users. But I don't know. I I always feel like Logias hit differently. Like when you see someone like become that element of whatever they are, I don't know. You get kind of hyped, like because early on, you know. You, uh, I mean, I know, I know, we talk been talking a lot of crap about Alabasta, but when uh, when uh, Crocodile came into the mix, I was sitting there thinking, how is Luffy gonna fight this guy? How is he? He can't touch him. He can't touch him. And then you know, four kids said like, oh, it, it, my sweat, my sweat can touch him. <laughs> <laughs> so, <laughs> the, I mean, yeah. So they do a find good a workaround. Substitute. It was, it a, was good a good substitute. Like who? If you think about it, he should lose every fight then, because what fight are you not sweating? True. <laughs> so, true. But He's like, he said it's really hot down here. It's I'm sweating. <laughs> we're in the desert. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, like Logias, I don't know, man. It's just fire, magma. I. It's just cool, man. I like, and I guess if I were to narrow it down, it kind of goes back to who my favorite character is. I, the the light light fruit the pika pika no me i think that fruit potentially because we don't know the entire rule set with it yet but that has to be the most powerful fruit like speed of light i mean come on but yeah 
I would say Logias and then the, the light, light fruit. I would go with Logia. And I think my favorite Logia, God Enerus, like lightning. That is just ridiculous. Lightning. Like the, the only reason the guy loses is because, oh yeah, Luffy's rubber. <laughs> That's it. <laughs> Fatal flaw. Fatal flaw to Fatal Logia. Flaw. They all have a weakness. Right. Yeah. Right. But come on. Like, God Eneru can just destroy anything and just burn it to a crisp. He can move at the speed of light, just like the like, like uh, the Admiral. It's like, he can do anything. <laughs> and he's just about like, but Logias are so versatile, I would say. But yeah, they have that one little, that one weakness. But they can sure work. They can work around that weakness. But I would say they're the hardest to go up against. They're, they're when it comes to the different the different types because you actually have to find the weakness of the Loia. Try to find it. If not, well, good luck with that. <laughs> no, and I mean I, I agree too because like it, funny enough when I was reading Skypea the first time and we found out that Eneru had the the lightning power entire arc i was like oh my god how is luffy gonna fight this guy you know because in the last arc we had crocodile he, he hit him with water and then he hit him with blood later and that's how he's able to like land hits on him the entire arc i was i was completely oblivious about what, how he was gonna fight him and then once once eneru actually attacked him and it didn't work and it, it, at that moment it clicked i'm like oh he's made a rubber <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't clicking, but yeah, yeah. I just like, want to throw that in. Like there. I'm pretty sure Anaru, like even at, at the point that he was introduced, he was stronger than the majority of the characters, even like in the second yeah. part of One yeah. Piece. Like easily, Anaru, like Anaru can one shot almost everyone at One Piece. I'm pretty sure, but Luffy's made out of rubber. <laughs> That's it. Fatal That's, flaw. Yeah. Fatal flaw. I'll give some love to the Paramecias. Um, I think Luffy's great. I mean, Luffy, Luffy's like the best. You know what I mean? Like Luffy's going to be the king of the pirates. Like, and he's like, I think at the end of the day, One Piece does this great job of making it more about your own personal skill as much as it is about having like these great devil fruits and stuff. Like Luffy's winning his fights because he's more resourceful. You know, he's like more savvy. He eventually comes up with like a strategy that wins. You know what I mean? So it's like, it might all equal out in the end. You know, some might give you a head start, but you know, I think Luffy's proving time and time again that like, you know, that you can use Paramecia to take on anybody. And then I just want to shout out two other Paramecias. Uh, Buggy the Clown, don't sleep on him, man. Don't sleep on him. You, we were talking about in game a little earlier. Don't sleep on Buggy the Clown. You think oh, Buggy's on. Endgame after Buggy? Hey, hey, hey. Don't, don't sleep on Buggy the Clown. It's all he was a warlord. He was, he uh, was part of, he was part of uh, Goldie Rogers' crew. This is, this is not somebody you should trifle with. And then, of course, my friend uh, Bellamy, the hyena, uh, great the Paramecia. Spring, spring fruit. This, that oh that was one of my gosh. favorite powers. Wait, wait, wait. That was one of my favorite powers. Yeah, one of my favorite. Yeah, Doctor Mondo, I already know where you're going. I know the where other you're going. Paramecia fruit. That's really cool. Is laws fruit. is law law laws laws fruit is so fucking good. Boom. You know, funny enough, 
Law's fruit is called the op op fruit, but yep. if you were right. operation, we're not reading it. It's the op op fruit yep. because it is op. It like, is. If you're if you're in if you're in the room, that's it. Yeah, you can't do anything. <laughs> if I can't beat you, let me just switch your heart with somebody else and then drown that person, and then you're in that body, so you're technically drowning. And then it's over. He could do anything. He could do. No, yeah, and like anything. in the room, in the room, law is invincible. In like in the room he creates, yeah, he's invincible. We actually, you know, people forget about law when it comes to paramecia. So all I'm paramecia. saying is, if uh, the spring spring fruit got into the right hands and weren't into that non-dreaming Bellamy the hyena, that'd be a very powerful fruit. It was just in the wrong hands. Hey, yeah, for sure. I'll say Be- that. Bellamy the hyena, another great part of Dressrosa. We never thought we'd see him again. So originally from Skypea. Originally, right before Skypea, yeah. Really mm-hmm. sorry. But <laughs> I might as well go. Uh, for me, it's definitely the Logia fruit, which is like the element. That one is the best. Uh, Smoker, Crocodile, Ace. All of them were just amazing character, you know? Like, I like seeing it, you know, like like you guys mentioned before, I'm not going to repeat it. All of those characters, they have to find a way to beat them, which is really good. Um, of course, we had Luffy with the sweat slash blood with um, Crocodile. Um, you had Ace, different story how he died, but all of those power, the way they use them, in my opinion, it's basic. It's the minimum that the Archer can do, but he does them so well that it is enjoyable. Fire has to be the most basic element you ever see in any kind of show where they have some kind of element. Even Demon Slayer now, fire. Jojo, they had the fire dude. Uh, Mohammed, whatever his name was. Don't Abdul. speak bad on Mohammed. Yes, my dude. <laughs> I have a doll. It's the most basic of elements, but the One Piece Auto made it work. Even the smoking stuff. I mean, who would have thought that smoke, smoke was a power? from a cigarette <laughs> like who would have thought of that <laughs> like that's pretty badass and of course even crocodile with the sand is way better than that villain from spider-man sandman sandman yes same power but because technically speaking they have the same power you're right you're they, right yeah they do yeah but crocodile is such a more i guess he's such a better villain just because of the way he uses his power compared to goddamn sandman like Sandman might as well put me to sleep, dude. Whenever that, I remember that movie, it was horrible. I mean, not oh, the movie, the character was the horrible. <laughs> but not the movie, the character was horrible. But that's what it is. Elements are basic, but it's what the auntie does with that, which is so good. So I have to go with that. The flame flame fruit got them that ass. That's why they bought it back. Yeah, before we started talking, I thought I was team uh Logia, but I think I'm team Paramecia. Um I really like, like Law is my favorite fruit. I think it's pretty dope. Um, I like Big Mom's, the soul, soul fruit. I think that's dope as hell. And you can just never go wrong with the quaking. You know, somebody piss you off, you know, you wow, and you can't start breaking. Yeah. <laughs> White Beard had a dope ass devil fruit. Like that, that, that shit was cool. I ain't going. No, he did. He did. I mean, the whole thing with him like tilting the world or I guess the island. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, I mean that's wild. You're like, what? <laughs> How does that work? But but he did it, and he was a Paramecia user. Yeah, 
And see, I, I feel Paramecia really does work in that gray area to where if it is not Logia and if it is not Zoan, it thus has to fall it's, to Paramecia. Yeah, it's easily the most unique, uh, like the, the unique subset of all the devil fruits because you never know what, you never know what you're no, gonna get. It's, it's everything. It's, it's so random. Look at Robin. <laughs> what? So at first she can multiply. What is this? She can multiply her limbs, and then she just makes giant limbs. <laughs> you know, like where did I mean, that come it, from? It works. I'm telling you, if I lived in that world and I ate that fruit, I would be pissed because I'll be like, bro, like, <laughs> this is dumb. But he, <laughs> no, he like, makes I it think, work. He makes it work. Like one of the most random, like. But it, this one's, I think, uh, a Zoan choppers. The human-human fruit. The human-human like, human like, fruit, yeah. Like, if if a, nor if a normal human eats the human-human fruit, <laughs> he just forgets how to swim. That, he that's all. Swim. <laughs> he doesn't gain anything. <laughs> like, no, he gains yeah. peak, he gains like, a peak human perfection. It, of course. Like, enlightenment, something like that. But it's like, you just, like, now you can't swim anymore. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god i'm trying to think of like other outlandish ones it's the saying. giraffe it's the, i can if i can the giraffe don't sleep giraffe. on the dude so pissed. This is, i'm so pissed off he was pissed off you remember when he was he like, was no, oh he was so pissed off brooks fruit that doesn't give him anything in life it's like it's useless it gives life, him but, a revive a free but, revive yeah it's like okay you just died now you're immortal <laughs> I mean, hey, he just had to no, wait till he died, though. So it, yeah, but I imagine like Brooke when he took it the first time, he's like, "What the fuck?" <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> well, bro, that sucks. I hope I don't die. Like, well, now I can't even swim, and it's like, oh, okay, I'm a skeleton now. <laughs> I can't think of any others that come to mind that are just like, uh, this is a useless type of power. But every everybody makes it work. Soap Say who? <laughs> the soap lady. The soap lady. The so oh, uh, 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 Alvita, the slippery. No, 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 no. He said oh. the soap Khalifa. Oh, okay. From CP9. From CP9. Right, right, right. What, does she turn into bubbles? Right. It's so something I, weird I, like I, that. Whoever Nami was fighting. That's yeah, her. Right, her. Khalifa. Yeah. Yeah. She like turned into bubbles or something. Lame. I mean, uh, now Alvita though, the slip, slip fruit. That's, That's just so dumb. She just <laughs> slides around, slips around. But she weapons lost all her body weight. She did lose it, all like her a, body yeah, weight. Yeah, it was a side effect for some. some I think reason. I think they were just stopped trying. They weren't trying to fat shame, I guess, anymore because they were. Oh. Like, they had to lose all her weight. No, yeah. no, there was one I, like like the jack like a jacket fruit. The jacket fruit. I think it was in dress rose that the guy just turns into a jacket. Oh my god! Wear, yes. And if yeah. you wear him in the coliseum, you, the coliseum. And if yeah. you like, and if you if someone like puts him on someone, like he can control their movements. But if not, it's like he just turns into a jacket. <laughs> Dumbest. Imagine you ate that. Imagine. Listen, the caveat to a lot of these fruits is that when you eat it, you don't know what you're going to get. So you yeah. could be busted. You, you could be like, I, I think like the Logias are kind of more obvious a little bit because they kind of like, like the flame frame fruit looks like it has fire on it. It looks like it has fire. But the Paramecias, good luck. And, and the, Zo the Zoans too as well. 
So, <laughs> but yeah, say, the, I think the jacket jacket fruit like really takes the really takes the cake as, as, as one of the most useless fruits. <laughs> oh my, I don't even remember that one. Oh my god, your favorite art, your favorite art for some reason. I'm that's like a jacket would float on water or it would have just sank. I'm pretty sure it was, just, I, I'm it pretty was sure he would react to the water and just like <laughs> you know stop drowning. <laughs> what were you saying, well, Kame oh. Chris? I was saying, um, it reminds me of a uh, Kinemon's uh, <laughs> double fruit power, like to make clothes. I swear, I would cry <laughs> if I got something like that. I'd be like, "Are you serious?" No, but I can also... make clothes from a rock. Okay, yeah, sure. <laughs> Let me pull out my sword anyway. Very, very... <laughs> I forgot Kinemon even had a freaking devil yeah, fruit. He does. He does. Is. is bad. <laughs> no, but like, I, actually. One of the other really good devil fruits is a Logia. It's the ice ice fruit because it's basically the only one that can kind of nullify the weakness of water. Yeah, um, yeah. true. Oh, yeah. The, right. the ice ice fruit is the only one that can nullify that weakness to a certain extent. Well, technically magma, I guess, too, because magma creates solid rock on true. top of uh, Yeah. Yeah. So like right, right? He would be a kind of well. That's why they're rivals. They made Punk Hazard, just like that. Right. Yeah. 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 So that would have been a dope battle to animate, but well, they never did. We'll see it in a flashback. Maybe. Hopefully. Maybe. I really hope so. Um. So you know, here we are talking about these fruits, right? And that's One Piece's identity, is that it's the fruit. If you are a character in the show. You would definitely want a fruit despite not being able to swim or i mean you could go the route of not having a fruit a lot of but characters do that and they're still they do. they're still busted. they do now here's how we get into really good storytelling right and you can contest this if you want but oda alluded to a higher power than just the fruits from an early on stage but really took hold in the post time skip era and that is hockey and hockey is kind of divisive in a way among the fandom i i know some people don't necessarily like the inclusion of hockey and for the regular fans listening right now hockey is basically i don't even know dr jace how would you describe hockey where does hockey sit in the world of like anime and power-ups what is hockey i mean more or less it's kind of like uh well so like there's there's three different levels of hockey right there's conquerors hockey which in a way it's kind of basically only the strongest characters usually have conquerors hockey and it's a way to kind of just get rid of fodder you know you walk into a room and there's like a thousand like you know uh henchmen around you and it's kind of like just this stare that you give and based on the stare the entire room starts having seizures, <laughs> right? So that's that's Conqueror's hockey. There's observational hockey. That one is more so kind of like uh, just being very perceptive, you know, being able to see certain things. Like, I wouldn't say it's like, I, I guess kind of like foresight a little bit. You see something coming at you, you kind of see it a couple steps ahead. Kind of like the Sharingan from Naruto. I don't like making that comparison, but you basically um, are more aware of your surroundings. So if there's someone about to punch you from the back of the head, you kind of have that spatial awareness around you that, oh, this guy's gonna punch me in the back of the head. I better move out of the way or counter it. 
And then there's Armament Hockey. That's the one that I felt like Oda really wanted to interject into the story. And basically, it's it's a way to kind of like, I guess, boost up your abilities, like your physical abilities, to make your hits land a little bit harder, make them land a little bit stronger. But it's a way for the character to basically fight up against characters that have these really busted devil fruits, right? So characters like, for example, um, uh, uh, Inuru, the lightning guy, with a character with hockey can actually fight someone like Enel, right? Because he has lightning and you think, oh, wow, well, how am I going to touch him? He's lightning. With armament hockey, you can actually fight someone like that. Th that's not going to say you're going to win. You're probably still going to lose, but it's a way for you to do it. And I think... I think Oda in injected that element to the story so that he could put some of these characters on more equal grounds with some of these busted type of um, characters that we were getting introduced to. Mostly the Logia types. Because pre-hockey, if you were to ask me how are they going to beat someone like um, like uh, Barcelino, who has the light life fruit, I would say, dude, like <laughs> I don't know. How? <laughs> how, how are you going to move faster than light? I don't know how that's going to work. So, but with hockey, I still don't know how that's going to work, but it's more believable now. You can, I, you can see like, okay, he just needs to land a hit on him. So that's, that's how I would like kind of summarize hockey as a whole and like how it's in the series. Thank yeah, you. It feels a like, wonderful explanation. It feels like a necessity. You know what I mean? Like one piece, like we keep saying this, but like it's legit been going on for like 25 years now. And, you know, this was kind of introduced like halfway through. I mean, you just can't keep having Luffy throwing water on sand and then hitting the sand. You know what I mean? That can't be the story of every single fight. Um, you know, I think um, in terms of like these action fighting anime, um, you know, I think when you watch like something like Naruto and like early on, it felt like uh, Naruto probably did have like the edge in terms of like, you know, um these epic battles um because like i think oda almost put himself in a corner you know he gave these people specific powers and you'd have to get creative with those powers in order to kind of like have a winner um and i think with hockey like it it opens up the door um both for both in terms of like you know giving people additional options but like you know i think giving uh, you know, like you were saying, just like different characters, like even a fighting chance to even like do something against some of these OP elemental Logia types. Uh, what they what, what what they saying? What what they got against um? Against they're hockey? they're basically trying to say hockey is like an equivalent type power up to say, for example, when you had when you had Dragon Ball the series, Dragon Ball was just like get stronger do some different kind right. of moves and you know use your key energy and then they're trying to now kind of say that hockey is similar to super saiyan you know or that level of type of power up to where instead it's a of transformation like yeah they didn't have that before in dragon ball like they kind of had it but they really didn't so yeah. 
they kind of compare that on the same level with hockey. Like I would not ever compare that with hockey. That is so. I don't awkward. think I compare it either. But yeah, I, mean, I think hockey. Is, I think so hockey awkward. has a lot more depth to it. For sure. Yeah. Well, well hockey. Hockey's like um. So back to like if you go back to like old Chinese like you know back to Journey of the West type deals. If you look at every anime, there's always been like spirit involved in it. Like they call it like you know anytime you have some like extra power that like only a human can get they always call it spirit they did it in dragon ball they do it all the time like it's i don't know how they like actually like um i feel like it was supposed to, like it was supposed to be what you know like, like key or chakra yeah, like, like kaioken. it was supposed to be like kaioken like hockey was supposed to be what kaioken was supposed to be right in dragon ball like it was supposed to be a whole another you know uh technique that anyone could do but only Goku ended up doing it. But anyway, it was as far as like hockey goes and just the the general like uh, basis of what each, you know, hockey does. It's very much just based off of like the old Chinese spirit, like, oh, like it's in your soul. You have to become one with yourself. It takes years of training to get something, to get su to such a point of enlightenment and you will not be able to achieve this without talent or any other type of like, you know, like miraculous situation like anyone would conquer is like hockey like that that's just miraculous like that was just something that they were like okay yeah we're gonna make the obvious characters that need to stand out do conquer as hockey and then everybody else can just like be a part of it or not be affected by it at all because they're that strong or whatever but it's very much based off the same spirit like hamon and jojo like it's the same thing i feel like hockey turned it up i feel like you know, no, it, I I agree. Yeah, I, yeah, no, very I, much. I can't really <laughs> complaining. Like, wow, like I think it's because it's something in the story that just wasn't. Uh, well, it technically was always there. Con but, Conquerors yeah. was always there. Conquerors was always there. We got it in chapter one. Conquerors. Wait, I mean. Wait, I mean, uh, yeah, it, it does look <laughs> at a big old fish and the fish yeah. makes. Yes. So does that mean Conqueror's okay. hockey was always yes. there? Or the do, was it like some retroactive kind of playing around? The breadcrumbs it, for Conquerors were always there. It, like, it, yeah. It there was, were no breadcrumbs yeah. for armament hockey. I guess all I'm saying is that like, hey, Oda's a genius, not questioning that. There's been a lot of things that like he placed early on and then like brought back later in the table. But like, hey, he also could have just been like, oh yeah, that what I did in chapter one, like, sure, I'm gonna bring it back here. You know, it's very much could have been that also. It's not like- That is fair. That is But fair. it might not have been like, oh, this is Conqueror's Hockey. I'm gonna hint at it right now, you know? For me, with, with, with that, I always found that particular scene, as much as I loved it, I found it hella cringe because I'm like, dude, you looked at a fish and it, it got scared. It got scared of you. The fish got scared. So I I didn't like that aspect of it. But then when Oda went back and he's like, no, 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 he, he didn't just look at the fish. It was Conqueror's hockey. I'm like, oh, it makes so much sense now. I love it. I love it now. So that's kind of my own like uh, justification for why I was like, all right. I like what Oda did there. But I understand why people are pissed though. Um, yeah, it is a cool element, but people are afraid that it will become like Dragon Ball Z. Because you guys compare it to Kaioken. But what is next? 
in Dragon Ball Z, we have Kaioken, Super Saiyan, Super Saiyan 2, Super Saiyan 3, Super Saiyan 4, God, <laughs> and now Blue. And now we have Master Ultra Instinct. And now if you read the manga, they have another transformation or other ability that they're working on. So they're afraid that it's going to get to the point of Dragon Ball Z where every time the character needs to get stronger, it's not going to be about them using their ability. You're going to be like, oh, let me just transform it to something else. That is it. I and feel like if they the wanted issue. to do that, I feel like if they wanted to do that, they would have done that already. I feel like I mean, it's so far no, no, that they would have like I know, tried. And it's a possibility, the, yeah. but it could still happen. And that's the issue. People don't want to have to, they see something that's been going on for 20 years. It's saying, like, how long can the author keep going and doing this? Maybe he's trying to change. So they're afraid that he's going to do that. Dragon Ball Z is also, what, 30 years old at this point? And look where we are right now. How long did it take for them to do from regular Dragon Ball until Goku got Super Saiyan 3, for example? It took a while. The the oh. reason why I think they might have done this in One Piece a little bit better is just because it was an element in the story that as Luffy got closer to the more, I guess, busted areas of the Grand Line and New World, he started discovering how people fought and in different and in what different ways they fought. And a lot of the people in this end game type of area they've showcased that hey if you want to play with the big dogs you need to use hockey and up until oh, yeah. then luffy was fighting a bunch of like i mean in retrospect it he was basically fighting fodder he was fighting oh, yeah. like and, you know low tier people so and that's the advantage of one piece is that the otter is such a better writer than dragon ball z so hopefully he never reached that point but at the same time you do have people that are worried because they see the beginning of that step that led to Dragon Balls getting there. So the question is, is the author gonna keep his streak going for another 20 years or at one point is he gonna fall off? I don't think he's gonna I'll, fall off. I think I'll he's gonna say this. Going. I'll say this. I mean, like, I mean, one, it's like saying Oda's like better than Akira Toriyama, that's like that's like some shaky territory. That's right. But um, you know, maybe mm. a better storyteller but even but then like say, yeah it's a storyteller come on you forgot maybe a better story. plot person i'll give you a better yeah. plot person like <laughs> plot beats and yeah. stuff like oda's oda's the goat but like you know he's also yeah. telling great stories in dragon ball also in a different oh, no. a very oh, yeah. a very different way but um i was just gonna say that it feels like um what oda's done a better job and like differently is that at least where we're at now all the pieces are on the table you know what I mean? Like we know who the end players are. There might be like some surprises here and there. Like maybe like there's a different weapon that'll show up at the end of One Piece or something like that. Maybe N will, co will come down from the moon. I don't know. But it does feel like everything's on the table. Where in Dragon Ball Z, it was like, all right, what's next? All right, cool. Um, we just be Frieza. Like let's bring in the androids. We the androids bring in Cell. Like and they keep powering them up. That like they had to like keep bringing them up in different creative ways while one oh, piece is oh, yeah. like everything's here you know you got the fruits and you see you got the bad guys saying. you got um you got a uh, the armament hockey you know what i mean like everything's here now like you have to figure out how to beat the guys um and with I, what's here 100 i 100 agree with you and that's the issue because you made a great point that i should have brought up the issue with dragon ball is that they built the story by arc they look at the story and say, what are we going to do this art? And that's all they think about. They don't think about the future. And this is what I think that One Piece is a better story. You guys just mentioned something that was possibly mentioned in chapter one. 
Chapter one came out in 1997. That's crazy. Meanwhile, you have the Dragon Ball author who's just building things arc by arc. Once he's done with the arc, that's it. That's over. They don't think about the future. If the series is popular, they create a new arc, and then now they have to try to create a bunch of other pieces. But One Piece does it so much better. I'm sure that you guys can go back to the first 100 chapter, reread it right now, and notice a thousand references that you thought were useless early on, and now are crazy and making you hype for chapter 1,000. What other manga can do that to you? Surely not Goddamn Dragon Ball. The author, <laughs> if you forget about the character Lords himself, the author, like, don't get me wrong, he's a great author, but the man, his editor, are clowns. How do you forget to tell on Goten and Trunks? On Goten and Trunks, I was talking to <laughs> Dr. Jace, uh, I think it was yesterday about GT, how Goten and Trunks never fuse in GT. They never fuse. They didn't want them to fight in Super, yet they allowed them to fight Majin Buu and Dragon Ball. Like, what kind of logic is this? <laughs> Goku told Goten and Chunks that were technically younger, good luck, fam, I got you. He told Gohan, good luck, fam, I don't got you. You're on your own with Cell. Yet in Super, for whatever reason, they fused once and it was a joke. In GT, I never watched GT, but... Dr. Jace confirmed it. They haven't fused once. That's ridiculous. How do you forget this big part of your power? This is the equivalent of you guys having Aki right now, and then he never uses it again. That's it. They stopped using it for the next 10 years. How do you feel about that? And that's the difference between <laughs> Dragon Ball and One Piece. One Piece is one good story. Dragon Ball, sadly, is a bunch of goddamn mini series that just happen to be connected. Like, if I had to like squint and like find an issue, I guess this whole thing about using your hockey and sending it to his bot inside your opponent's body to, you know, make him explode on the inside can be kind of obnoxious. But you know, it's cool. You know, you know, I, I can get over like stuff if it's cool. You know, it's cool. It's cool. It is what it is. I mean, yeah. I don't. I, A simple man. I like that. <laughs> I really didn't find any like a big deal like against hockey i found it to be a balancing act to be honest mostly right. like when it came to the logias and all that it's like wow now we actually have a good like a good legit way that any character can go against the logia it's not like oh you you got a logia you just won that's it it was kind of it was a good balancing act i really did like what toasty was saying about one piece that they can plant a seed 900 chapters before and like you just looked it over and then like 900 chapters later it blooms and you're like what then you go back and you see where they planted the seed and it just like carries on completely one piece does everything thinking of the present and like, like the future of where it's going which is really cool so I really didn't have a problem with hockey, to be honest. I found it really cool and also necessary to a certain extent. Like we got a Usopp upgrade out of it. Like I'm, I'm fine. Oh with yeah, it. yo. Well, Usopp, Usopp can fight those people now. Technically, Usopp uh, only alluded to having observational hockey in uh, Rogue Town mm -hmm. when he shot that thing, yep. uh, the weather vane across the way. So yeah. Yeah, I really, yeah, I think I agree with y'all when you, when you say, oh, even if he didn't intentionally or, 
mean for it to be hockey. Right. He definitely set stepping stones for something greater. Th there were even elements of that in Toasty's favorite arc, Skypea, where in Skypea, um, a lot of the they called it something else, but it was literally hockey where they could kind of sense when things are, I think it was called mantra or mantra, something oh, like that. Oh, yeah. Right, and that's like literally, it was a way for you to be more observant of your surroundings, and that's literally observational hockey. But I like how it was basically a society that's away from the ocean. So they kind of learned that on their own and they called it something else. And then here's Oda bringing that back in saying, oh, like you, you saw this earlier in the story in a more practical form, but that was in Skypea. That's what it was called. Over here in the real world, this is, it's called hockey. So, I mean, it's kind of going off like what we've all been saying, like Oda plants these seeds early on and you see them like grow into these giant trees. And I, I love it. That wasn't the first time they called hockey something else. Um, I mean, in this arc, I can't remember what. Um, oh, uh, that's what the, he um, called it. Um, I don't know they, what he called it either, but the. Yeah, um, they called it something completely different, but that seems to be the main theme. In which arc? Right? The, the, in Wano, the Yakuza uh, guy who Luffy was in jail with. Yeah. Oh, oh yeah, right, right. Yeah, he called it something else. Right. Yeah. yeah. I don't remember what he calls it, but it was basically essentially like yeah. channeling your hockey into something else. And then. Well, he, he, he didn't call it hockey at all. No, like no, they don't call it hockey. Yeah, yeah. They don't call it hockey. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yeah, we can hear you. It's real. 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 That's what it's called? Yeah. RYO. Okay. Real. Oh, yeah, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. They did call it that. So that's a, I mean, on top of. You know, say what you want about hockey, but now there's levels to it and there's layers to it. As like, oh, uh, yes, <laughs> like an onion. <laughs> yes, yes there's, there's layers to hockey. And so I definitely find hockey not as gimmicky as just leveling up. There's like, if you're not good at one, you could be good at another versus you're good at all three, which in something like Dragon Ball Z, you just power up. And whether I you mean, match what yeah i was yeah. i was just gonna say that like oda like oda loves uh akira toriyama like looks up to dragon ball z and everything that akira toriyama did and like you can see the seeds of like what he's doing um from like what was birthed in dragon ball like from like hockey from like instead of having power levels the whole concept of the wanted posters you know what i mean like that that is their that is their i actually power like levels. that i like it's that. brilliant it is brilliant but you don't get there unless Akira Toriyama does it first. You know what I mean? Like, and gives you like a blueprint per se. And now like even further, you're now seeing like with My Hero using like the the superhero rankings and stuff like that. You're just seeing like the evolution like over time. Correction. Fair enough. Yeah. Y U O. My bad. Y U O. Yeah. Y U O. Okay. Y U O. So Ryu. Yeah. Okay. So goodness y'all we did a really good job at, i think we covered pretty much what really entices us to keep going with one piece as a whole we've talked about our early beginnings we talked about what solidified our fandom favorite arcs characters uh we could go into the favorite uh intros uh but let's just hire rap the best one there i that's oh, all i want to say the pirate rap yes uh, i'm gonna say that's all i'll say uh, i'm gonna say crazy rainbow star that's where i live um 
Anybody could cut me off real quick before I segue us into our final topic. Um, oh, nobody? Okay, we're going to go ahead and segue. <laughs> uh, I thought Tevin the Fifth would have a favorite opening, but that's okay. Um, all right, so yeah, let's just go ahead and wrap things up. Um, you know, a lot of people who listen to our podcast, they're either avid fans of what we're talking about or they're being introduced to something uh, that we're covering. So here we are talking to One Piece fans and we're talking new fans to One Piece. What is just your favorite thing when you talk about One Piece? What is that thing that you say sets it apart from any other anime? And of course, if people listen to this podcast in depth, they will find what we really enjoy. But if you could summarize it to a sentence, what's the one thing that you would say separates One Piece from the rest of the mangas or animes out there? that you think someone could hear and be like, let me give it a try. So I'm gonna go ahead, I'm just gonna call Dr. Mondo. What do you think that one thing is? I would say the world building and the way that it make, that it gives you answers, but at the same time just brings more questions to everything. Like it reveals one secret just for to reveal that there are 10 more secrets and so forth and so forth and it builds a world of intrigue that we're still not even halfway there of uncovering and it's been god knows how many years so it always keeps you on your toes well, I, I would say the world building as well uh, dr mondo put it that I, I would say perfectly um like for me like the powers are definitely cool in one piece but almost like in practically every shonen or any type of like uh manga or anime you're gonna have powers like no matter what or uh, unless you're reading like you know a, a slice of life anime but um in in one piece specifically i mean what sets it apart for me is just the world that they live in you have so many moving pieces you have like the different factions you have the world government revolutionary army the pirates um you have the the sub categories like the warlords the um the worst generation our nomenclature for the supernovas come from that as well um i mean yeah like and and oda the man's a genius we've been saying it this entire time he plants these seeds really early on sometimes you don't even know that he's planting them like you'll see it and then you'll be like oh uh uh sanji's looking at this photograph very oddly and then 20 years later you realize wow sanji was looking at that photo because it reminded him of his family right and now we get a whole arc based off of sanji's backstory and it's little things like you just realize wow all that stuff i read back then it's starting to matter now and i think we've all been kind of saying little bits and pieces of that uh like oda just knows how to write and for me his world is i cannot look at any other story that i've read that has such an expansive world as one piece and say it's on the same level i i just can't maybe i haven't read enough animes or mangas but from what i've read and i would say i've read a lot nothing at least on the scale of one piece is, is even comparable so I've, i would say that's my favorite part I'm, I'm, I'm sorry go ahead comment chris I was going to say, I, I completely agree with everybody. It, the, the fact that it's so long and expansive and they, well, Oda's kept the story as cohesive as possible as far as like 
you know, it just flow the entire time. Everything makes sense. Like, as you can see, we're like trying to figure out, you know, like, oh, when's the first time you did hockey? Like, you could go all the way back to chapter one and it's just like, he's been doing it since, you know, like he's just, he just has not stopped. Every single arc just flows and you can expect the next, like what it could be next, but at the same time, it's really not that predictable. So, cause you have so many different stories going on. You don't know what story they're gonna hit you with this time. But I would say it being super, just the story being so consistent over so many years, like it, like, you know, um, like that was said earlier about Dragon Ball Z, like that, it's like a block. Like, it's like, oh, one story here, another story there, another story there. This one's like the entire thing. Like, that's how you can put the, like three arcs into one because it, it's just, it flows so well. Like, it's hard to even tell between the arcs sometimes. Yeah, I would say, again, I'm not going to be invested in a story unless you got some worthwhile characters. And I really think the characters of One Piece are a bar above a lot of different series out there. And I'm not even just talking about the main cast. I'm talking about any character that's introduced to a specific arc, the villains of that arc. And just the side characters too, I'll tell you, you know, you you come into a One Piece arc and you leave caring about everybody else involved versus the the crew, like the Straw Hat crew. Like, and I think that's partially why I love Dressrosa's because I cared for that kingdom so much, getting back to where they needed to be. Oda does a, just a very fantastic job at giving depth to characters who you never thought you would care for. And I would like to say other animes can't do that. They can't and they don't. Um, not They don't do it in the way One Piece does it. And One Piece is a great above them all when it comes to character development and just characters in general. And when for any newcomers, you'll like the characters and if you like the characters, you'll be invested in everything else. Yeah, I just feel like, you know, One Piece has a little bit of everything. It has, you know, you real life laugh. You are real life sad sometimes. Like I told you, uh, I said it earlier, I cried when Nami was telling her, her mom, she could read the, the pony glyphs. I, I, pony glyphs? Pony glyphs, whatever. But like, that was a real emotional moment for me. You know, it has the... Um, the character development, the the fight scenes are great. The endless theories, you know, we still got, when we're 20 years in, we still got the Joy Boys, the Will of D, the the ancient weapons, what are, what is the government hiding? The Void Century, the, you know, the, what the fuck is the One Piece? You know, it, 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 here the name, the name of the story, we still yeah, don't know. You know, it, one one piece is is the Game of Thrones of anime. It's just the best thing out there, and you there's always something you can find something. You can always get something out of One Piece. Whatever your 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 thing is, it, it's in there somewhere. And so that's what I really appreciate. Um, I guess for me, is first of all, it's a comedy. It makes me laugh. As simple as that. But it also has a serious moment, which is good. You guys mentioned it earlier with Nami when she asked Luffy and Zoro to save her from the online pirates. That was emotional. Or Robin, when she said, I want to live. That's why this manga is so good. It's supposed to be a comedy, but there are certain moments, when are you supposed to cry in a comedy? It doesn't make sense, but the author knows how to do that. And it's not some cliche story either. The villains are not cliche, the characters are not cliche. 
It's just well designed. And the world building is, is just that. It's just a good story overall. There's no explaining a good story, but saying it's a good story. You either like it because it's a good story, or you don't like it because you don't have taste. As simple as that. <laughs> fair enough, fair enough. Yeah. And I guess to like, I mean, in an attempt to not repeat what everybody's been saying, but kind of like also tie it all together. It's just like One Piece is just so rewarding, I guess, you know, just like both on like this granular level that we keep talking about where it's like, yeah, they've been building up to this for a long time and then they finally reveal something to the stuff they like, you know, the end game is going to be like a super rewarding moment when they explain what the One Piece is. You know, it's just like, it continues to reward you, as I was saying on the granular level, but then like on the like, the smallest level, like you were saying, it's also very funny. Like these characters are great, you know what I mean? Like you read a chapter um, and you like, in 20 pages, you're probably gonna like laugh, get a cool fight scene, uh, you know, have something small or something extremely large be revealed to you about the world. Um, just like in terms of like, anime manga uh definitely in the shonen genre i just don't think there's anything that's as consistently rewarding in terms of reading and watching as one piece well said from an admiral well said well goodness y'all uh i'm getting teary-eyed thinking about some of these great one piece moments so i think this is a perfect place to wrap it up because you know now i feel like going back and watching re-watching some of these arcs but Listen to all our listeners out there. Thank you for taking the time for sitting in with all of us here at the Young Coke Table. And again, I express that we are the Young Coke Table, and our name comes from One Piece. So if you have not picked up a One Piece manga volume or seen any episodes of the a thousand plus episode anime, please from the seven of us here go and try giving your life some purpose and go watch this okay go take your time it's there for you and as the admiral has said it's rewarding and the the ends the means justify the end so listen i'm just go ahead and wrap things up a bit all right all right, we're closing things out. All right, that's our One Piece episode, everybody. So without further ado, you know, I'm Grandmaster Hoop. I came and hosted today. And with me, as always, was Dr. Jace. Shout out to Toasty, Tevin the Fifth, Dr. Mondo, and Kame Chris. And I guess he's giving good insight, but... Give me my shout out. Give it to me. Admiral <laughs> Hooperlino. That's right. Again, make sure you follow us on our social media platforms. We are on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram. Give us a like, a comment. Tell us your thoughts. Tell us your favorite One Piece characters, your favorite arcs. Tell us, talk to us. We'd love to hear from y'all. Of course, give us a follow on any place you listen to our podcast, whether that's Spotify, Apple Podcasts, or YouTube. But without further ado, I'm your host this evening, Grandmaster Hoop. Take care, everybody.